Factors delicious, ready-to-eat meals make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. You'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie smart, vegan, and veggie, and more. And there's even more to enjoy with over 55 nutrition-packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. What are you guys waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. The options are endless with Factor. Two-minute meals. Fill up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. How about some snacks, some smoothies, and more? Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Factor is also the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, upscale options done easily. And you guys can be very flexible with your schedule. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing 6 to 18 meals per week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. And the most important part, there's no prep. No mess. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat. So there's no prepping. There's no cooking or cleanup that is needed. If that sounds great to you guys, head to factormeals.com slash script 50 and use code script 50 to get 50% off. That's code script 50 at factormeals.com slash script 50 to get 50% off. Why has Triple H been so successful? Why is Triple H running WWE better than Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard on Monday and Friday night? Long-term booking. guys thank you so very much for joining us right here on off the script this is your aew dynamite post show for march 29th 2023 i'm your host jd from new york as always coming to you live from the ots venue thank you guys so very much for joining us on your wednesday evenings wherever you may be jesse you smell that you smell that in the air man this week man it's wrestlemania week we're unveiling my mother's basement this week, man. It's, it's just a lot going on, man. It's, it's fucking exciting. I got, I got to tell you. Feels like Super Bowl weekend all over again, right? I know. Man. L- listen, I don't watch football, but I, uh, I get the uh, analogy there. But uh, I'm excited about this week, man. I thought tonight was uh, another very solid effort for Tony Khan and AEW tonight. Uh, I understand that a lot of people are kind of waiting for something big to break in AEW. But man, oh man, I feel like we're on the verge of one of their best storylines ever, man, with the Blackpool Combat Club and the Elite. Because there's a lot of moving parts in this feud. And I guess we'll start with that tonight. Brian Danielson, bro. As if he wasn't a heel already, you know, you and I have talked about this many times before, man. 
Uh, Brian is a great baby face. We know Brian is a great baby face, but when Brian is a heel, man, that's next level shit right there. Brian is such a good fucking heel. And, and tonight he solidified the Blackpool Combat Club's heel turn. And we got Brian Danielson, Wheeler Yuta, John Moxley, and Claudio as a heel faction in AEW, man. Uh, I'm going to pose the question to everybody. Um, this may be the greatest faction in AEW history. And who the fuck is going to stop them, man? What a faction of four that is. And this elite storyline, man, has a lot of possibilities with that big catalyst being Don Callis. Yeah, there's there's no there's no stopping um, no stopping this faction. They'll just eventually implode on themselves. You know, at some point, and we'll get Moxley versus Brian probably down the road. But as it stands right now, man, this is... It's no better than this group, man. Who's gonna beat these guys? Nobody. Nobody. It's, I mean, it, it's it 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 feels like a legit group of three bona fide badasses with a badass in training along with them. Yeah. I and, mean, there's, there's no stopping them. And, and they were great. They were great under the leadership of uh, of William Regal. And, and I feel like you know this has the potential to be the best presentation and the best Blackpool Combat Club that we've seen. Without William Regal. So what I feel tonight, man, I, I don't know if you felt it with, with uh, you know, especially with last week coming out of the Vikingo match with Omega and, and the storyline getting started there with uh, Omega looking at Paige and, you know, did he shove down or punch Don Callis? That was the whole thing last week. You know, man, I, I, I feel like, and, and I, I've said this often, especially on this show, I, I feel like the vibe in professional wrestling is kind of changing. We went from people wanting banger matches to wanting legitimate storytelling. And we've gotten our, our fill of storytelling with the bloodline and the KO and Sami Zayn saga going into WrestleMania with the Usos. I mean, I, for the most part, we've been spoiled, honestly, with the level of storytelling that we've gotten on SmackDown with all those men on Friday night. We've, we've been waiting for something like that in AEW, man. I think the last time we've really gotten something that comes across that way was when uh, Mr. He Who Shall Not Be Named was on the show, Mr. Brooks, and MJF. That was a that was I mean that was that was a tremendous fucking feud. I mean before before that it was Omega and Hangman. That was a tremendous feud. That was almost three years in the fucking making. There, you know, we haven't had anything like that on AEW television, and I know Tony Khan loves to gloat that he's in charge, and he's this, and he's that, and he's wearing fucking six or seven different hats, but sometimes, man, you got to take a step back, and the reason why the Omega and Page storyline was so successful was because it was the vision of the elite. It was basically, it was basically them. It was their storyline. It was where they wanted it to go. I don't know if this is the case now, but if Tony is giving the lead here to the elite and the guys in the Blackpool Combat Club, it may make for one of the best stories that they've ever told. And I feel like when you get the elite involved, bro, to tell their story, they're fucking great. And nothing is better on AEW television. I feel like that's what we're getting now. Yeah, man. It's, I mean, it's really good stuff. You know, it felt like, well, not felt like it, it was a lot of people complaining last week about Omega's match with uh, Vikingo, 
about how there was no story there. Yeah. Okay. So there was. So now here we are a week later with Jeff Cobb. And to me, it felt like now last week's non-story that there was a story for last week's story continues on to this one. Now here's another big name out of the company matchup that Kenny needs to, you know, be on his point, be on point for. And he has other distractions going on because now something happened to Don last week, something happened to the bucks. So people are looking past the story to look at the match to then say, there's no story when there's actually story right in front of them. And that story has now continued into this week. So despite the distractions that Kenny had to deal with, he still managed to come out on top against two huge names outside the promotion. Yes. Big, big fucking story here, man. So as we get Kenny away from the trios division and back into the, um, the singles main title picture, possibly we are now redeveloping how much of a big star Kenny Omega is. I think that's very important come out of that trios run. Yeah, and uh, I definitely want to reiterate, because we did talk about this last week uh, to uh, dumb down the fucking geeks online who love to uh, hate AEW. And and like Jesse mentioned again tonight, uh, there was story coming out of the Vikingo and and Omega match. And you saw that last week with Adam Page and and Don Callis. And for anybody that wants to complain, Jesse, about them not doing a story, uh, we got a story with the Blackpool Combat Club after the Jeff Cobb match, And believe it or not, for the people that don't watch the fucking show and don't pay attention to what Kenny Omega is doing and the championship that Kenny Omega is holding around his shoulder, you know, Kenny Omega is the IWGP United States champion, Jesse. And he beat Will Ospreay for the IWGP United States title at Wrestle Kingdom in a fucking unbelievable match. Jeff Cobb is in Will Ospreay's stable known as the United Empire. And they just announced Forbidden Door... And more than likely, I think mm-hmm. I would put I would put money on it uh, onto who Kenny Omega is going to be wrestling on that show. It's going to be Will Ospreay for the IWGP United States Championship. So there is a story. Tony Khan didn't give you a random match with some nobody from New Japan. It's all leading to Forbidden Door. So you can't complain. They right. gave you a story in the match, and they gave you a story outside the match. You got the best of both worlds. What are you going to cry about now? Oh, they'll find something. (laughs) (laughs) Don't they always? They'll find something, bro. Welcome to wrestling Twitter, man. It's ridiculous. Don Callis is the catalyst here, man. He actually went to go apologize to Adam Page tonight. Blackpool Combat Club beat the shit out of him. Still, a lot of people are making it out to be like Don Callis is going to turn on the elite and join the Blackpool Combat Club, bro. Could you see Don Callis replacing William Regal as the head of the Blackpool Combat Club? Absolutely. Do they need Absolutely. Absolutely. Do I think it's going to happen? I'm, I don't know. I'm not saying I do or don't. I'm not sure where this story is going, but it does seem like it has a, it has a destination and I haven't quite figured out, you know, their, 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 their puzzle yet, but I could see that being an outcome. Absolutely, man. I mean, they're making the Blackpool Combat Club look not just strong, but absolutely dominant. Yeah. Absolutely dominant. They got Don Callis, you know, mingling with the elite and Kenny and he's out there Corden Kanosuke something's going on man something big and I can't wait to see what it is yeah he's definitely doing something but um obviously that's the whole point of the storyline I can't wait to see it play out and you know obviously 
AEW needs something like this to spark interest. And I honestly mm-hmm. think they're off right now on, on a tremendous foot. Uh, speaking of the elite, uh, I don't know if this is per storyline to add effect for them being out or if this is legitimate. But Matt Jackson, apparently, according to Dave Meltzer and Brian Alvarez of the Wrestling Observer, Matt Jackson is actually on the sidelines with a legitimate injury after AEW did an angle last week that we just talked about that saw the Bucks get stretchered into an ambulance right before uh, Adam Page joined them in the ambulance. He jumped in there, uh, rode away, and and that was obviously uh, teased as the Blackpool Combat Club uh, handling the attack. Hangman later then made the save for Omega following his match against Vikingo as the Blackpool Combat Club had attacked him. Uh, Alvarez said that Matt Jackson is injured. I just heard that it was a partially torn bicep, and it happened in the awesome Winnipeg match in Canada. It happened early in the match, that trio's uh, triple threat match, by the way, if you guys didn't know. Uh, It happened early in the match, but he worked the entire match with it. They don't know if he'll need surgery, uh, is what I heard. And Dave Meltzer said, okay, what I heard was he opted not to get surgery and is hopeful he'll be back quicker Surgery, you're looking at seven months out. As far as a timetable, it's probably not too long. I don't know. Double or nothing is in two months. Two months feels short, which is too bad if they are not on that pay-per-view. So uh, that may actually uh, cause a little bit of a blow here to the storyline. Hopefully it's nothing too serious, Jesse. But a torn bicep uh, is nothing to scoff at at all because, uh, you know, he's obviously a part of the Young bus. They need him in this storyline. And I don't know if uh, Nick Jackson can go at it alone and, and what their plan B is if he is out. Yeah, I don't know. I, I hope he's not hurt. Um, that does kind of put a wrench in things. But at the same time, you know, like I said, I heard he, he, he's opting to not do surgery. So hopefully that would mean that maybe they can continue the storyline um, with him on camera. Yep. Maybe without wrestling. Um, until he's better. But if he's not, if he's opting to not do surgery, then that means he's, you know, hoping the recovery won't take very long. Yeah, well, uh, we'll see. That's uh, that's a little bit of a shitty situation there for uh, AEW. Always, always, always. Every time AEW is onto something really, really good, always it's always something. a fucking injury. Always, always something. So uh, that is going on. That's the biggest thing that happened tonight. Brian Danielson turning heel on uh, Kenny Omega and joining the Blackpool Combat Club. And John Moxley, bro. John Moxley's there. He had a he had a fun night. He uh, he punched Don Callis in the face. Don Callis legitimately got busted open. We'll talk about that a little bit later. As reports were coming in that he was busted open after that little backstage attack. John Moxley might as well talk about this before we get into the show because there really isn't uh, any uh, any AEW news that strikes me as important. But John Moxley was on Renee's podcast, The Sessions. Now, I did a video on it yesterday, and I gave my opinion on it. Uh, I honestly think that there are several people to blame in this. Tony Khan and his poor leadership ability uh, could have uh, really thwarted all of this and stopped all of this right at the start, but uh, he'd rather be buddy-buddy with the entire roster than put his foot down. The locker room is not afraid of him. The locker room is not afraid of any repercussions. People just uh, run the shit like the Wild Wild West from what we read and what we hear. And then CM Punk, obviously, Jesse, you know what CM Punk did on on Instagram. You know, for the most part, CM Punk has been quiet. He hasn't really said much of anything. He's joked around, you know, doing MMA commentary and 
you know, he's choked around, you know, not allowing him in a locker room, ha, 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 you know, because he's, uh, you know, he's CM Punk. But for the most part, in, in this entire rehabilitation process, man, he's been, he's been pretty quiet. You know, he hasn't said much of anything. I don't know if there's a uh, legality behind that. Uh, I don't know if uh, anything else is behind that, but he's been relatively quiet. So he, he posted this Instagram story, and, you know, I don't know what to believe when it comes from the punk camp, because you and I have documented this, bro. I mean, the whole Larry the dog getting his tooth knocked out and the fucking fabricated story that happened over. I mean, you don't know really, you don't, you don't, you don't really know what CM Punk is saying, if it's true or false. So, I mean, there's a little bit of hesitation there, but, you know, he, he went on to say what he said, and then John Moxley was on the podcast with his wife and, and basically said nothing. You know, he didn't entertain it. He didn't even mention CM Punk's name, uh, in-ring name or his real name. He called the drama in AEW uh, bullshit, and he said he's never seen this amount of drama and this much bullshit before in any place he's ever worked. He didn't He didn't use that in, the, in a demeaning way. He loves AEW. If there's one thing that I took away from the podcast, that he loves AEW, and he wants to go out there and make memories, and he wants to go out there and wrestle and fucking do his job. He even said, what is there to be upset about? I love my life right now. He's happy to be there. He's happy to be in the position that he's in. And he said, we're not talking about Vikingo and Omega. We're not talking about the great pay-per-view that we have. We're talking about this fucking childish drama on social media because people want to drum up shit on social media and then pawn it off as news. The only thing that he said, bro, is that he was working without a contract. And I know you were very upset about that little tidbit of information. And a lot of people were, in fact, because how could you let somebody like John Moxley work without a contract and hold your AEW championship? And then when he said that, I kind of seen both sides of the story. But at the end of it all, bro, he didn't really do anything or say anything to really diffuse it or debunk it or deny anything that Punk said. He just added his own little, you know, narrative on there with the, oh, I wasn't working without a contract. I could have taken the AW title to fucking WWE SummerSlam weekend last year. What was your thought on the entire John Moxley situation, man? Because obviously people want Punk back. There are people that don't want him back. Did this do anything to help his cause at all? I mean, the floor is yours, man. I, I gave my no, piece. I, I gave no my piece in a 30, so, 35 minute video yesterday. So people know where I am. I, I got no comments. So I, before I even said anything, some asshole, one of your fucking assholes, uh, Cody Snyder, I was getting ready to ban him for life. And then he's a member. Says, here comes Jesse's punk hate speech. So okay. I, got nothing, I got nothing to say, man. I mean, everybody loves punk, right? Me too. You got nothing to add because Cody Snyder wants to uh, put a sleepy emoji. No, in the no, chat. I, I think he represents half your fucking fans, man. I mean, I, what do you want me to say? I mean, it. Everybody, loves tell me. Punk, I right? don't give a fuck about the chat. Fuck him. <laughs> tell me what you think and what you told me about Moxley and how you felt about Moxley working without a contract. And, and I tell think me, that was and, ridiculous. And tell I, me what you told me before we went on the air tonight. I think that was ridiculous. I, I think. Uh, <laughs> Dude, I don't care what needs to be done. If you're Tony Khan and you're putting John Moxley front and center from your com- in your company and giving him a title, he needs to be on the contract. Now, I understand what he said. You know, he didn't want to be held down for long term because he just got out of rehab and everything like that. I would put him on a one month deal. I'll give him what I don't care what he I don't care what he wants at this at this point in time. I cannot afford to lose John Moxley or Chris Jericho. 
because of or Kenny Omega because of what is already going on in the company. So when those three guys want anything from me, I'm giving it to them. Anything. And we know John Moxley is not a materialistic guy. He is not. He will ask for what he believes he's worth, and I'm sure he deserves it. Give it to him. Don't put him out there. Now, I also understand that he's a loyal guy, but look, if you're a businessman, you can't just rely on someone being honorable, someone like John Moxley. Everyone's not going to be as honorable as a John Moxley. Okay? Unfortunately not. So get this guy pinned to paper somehow, some way. He doesn't want to be locked down for three, five years. I'll lock him down for six months. I'll put him in a six-month deal for whatever he wants. Uh, just something on paper, but this guy's going to be out there representing your company. And if you want to trust him like that, that's kind of a that's that's kind of a bad move. For John Moxie, maybe not, but don't get into a habit of that. He did it with Cody. He trusts Cody with that. And then like a week later, Cody was in WWB television just about. You know what I'm saying? So get this guy on paper, man. Don't let people run around with your world title without a damn deal, no matter who they are, period. Especially someone just someone as important as John fucking Moxley, man. Do you see John Moxley's stance in uh basically doing the whole Rocky three theme there? He, he do you see where he was coming from as to why? He said, uh, I- I'm bending over backwards for Punk because I'm working without a contract. I said yesterday on my podcast, uh, on the extra that I did yesterday, well, that was his choice to not sign a contract. And d- did he really use the proper terminology there? Was he really bending over backwards? He wanted to be there in that moment, and he was there in that locker room. If he didn't want to be there, bro, uh, and he was working without a contract, he, he-, he wouldn't be there. So what, was he really bending over backwards for Tony Khan and bending over backwards for CM Punk? I get why he wanted to do the, you know, tit-for-tat deal. I'll give you my, I'll give you a win at the pay-per-view, but I'm going to have to get my win on Dynamite before the pay-per-view. I could see his point there, but did he really bend over backwards when he was working without a contract and physically was in that room because he wanted to be there? Uh, it felt like what he was trying to say was he was, he was already doing Tony Khan and AEW a favor. He was already doing them a favor. And to get back at that, remember when everyone was talking about um, Mox ready to go on his vacation to chill and relax, and then all this punk shit blew up? Yep. And there goes that vacay. He's right back at it again. I think that kind of lends to it. You know, he was, it looks, he was promised time off. He was told he would have time off, and then all this shit blew up. And right away, he's like always, he's Johnny on the spot. You know, forget that time off, forget this. As a matter of fact, not only do you not get time off, I need you front and center with the title and lead the company. And he's already doing Tony Khan a favor. I think that's kind of what he meant in that regard. Not not like, oh, like he wanted to be here. It, I don't think he wanted to be there. I think he wanted a break, no? He did want a break. I don't know if he mentioned that on the podcast yesterday, but uh, yes, no, I mean, it, he definitely, you know, it was being reported that when he dropped that title, he was going on vacation. We probably wouldn't have seen him for about six to seven weeks, eight weeks. Yeah. You know, not only that, not only did he not go on vacation, he brought his wife with him. Yeah. And he got his wife on board to work with him to make the show even that much better, man. I think the backstage segments with Renee have been very enjoyable and made, it's only made the company better. Who wasn't on the show tonight, by the way? I don't know why. Yeah. What the hell, man? But. Yeah, I think he was, you know, he was told or promised or asked to do something or, you know, in regards of him um, getting time off. And then he was asked again to lead the company. And he said, absolutely, sure. And then maybe it came to a point. I don't maybe he said he, he didn't he didn't want to lose to Punk in this juncture because he 
didn't have to. He was already doing TK a favor by even being here in this situation. Yeah. So maybe that was the case. You know what I'm saying? I mean, so not sure, man, but Moxley, from what we've seen from this guy, from his last year in WWE, onto the start of him in AEW, onto now this controversy now, it, it feels like we can all comfortably say that John Moxley is not a drama king. He's not a needy person. He's not an egomaniac. He just wants to fucking work. He wants to wrestle. He wants to have fun and be creative. And he's been getting to do just that this entire run. And not once have we seen Moxley, even he said himself, be filled with this much hate of drama since he got over here and started working with Punk. And this is the guy that came from WWE dealing with Vince fucking McMahon. Yeah, that's pretty bad. That's pretty bad. That's pretty bad, man. The guy's been easy going. He laid the guy just tapped out two weeks ago. His character is not one that needs to be tapping out. It is not from, but from what he said, it was his idea. He didn't mind. You know what I'm saying? Does this seem like a guy that is not easy to work with? I mean, don't you, don't you kind of look at punk in this situation with Meltzer kind of putting his opinion behind a paywall about what he said on CM Punk and then, you know, hiding it on the observer and then punk coming out, calling him a liar and calling Jericho a liar and a stooge. Don't, don't you feel like, Punk had, had the right to kind of defend himself on, on Instagram with what he said. It was. It now, granted, been... it's not a good look because, you know, you were quiet all this time and then you want to come out and fucking burn the Internet down for the 24 hour period. But I mean, he's got every right to defend himself. I mean, if people are talking shit about him, what do you want him to do? I mean, he's just like he's just like me and everybody else. But they, they wear their hearts on their sleeves and they just it just comes out. And then later we process it and then we kind of like maybe I shouldn't have did that, you know. I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read Punk's pinned tweet on his Twitter profile. It's been there for over three years at this point, or well, going on three years. It says, and he knows it's there. I know what it says, and I, yes. and, 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 and and he knows it's still there too. Yeah, it's been there for almost three years. He says, some of you need to stop listening to criticism from people you wouldn't ask advice from. But then he goes on and posts that rant about what Meltzer said. Yeah. Meltzer does not work for AEW. Meltzer is a reporter slash journalist slash whatever you want to call him, but he's an outsider. All right. How many times has Meltzer said something about Moxley that probably wasn't true? Did you see Moxley go out and on in social media? Let me correct this. Dude. You are the professional and professional wrestler. You don't have to go out and defend yourself. Defend yourself from what? Because Meltzer says something, what happens to you? Do you get fired? What, ha- what happens to you because Meltzer talked? Who I don't know. Who gives a shit? If you're CM Punk, who gives a rat's ass what Dave Meltzer has to say about you? Why do you care so much about something from someone who you wouldn't take advice from? I don't know. And, and, and this is why I said I feel like the community made things a lot worse in, the, in this particular situation. The community made things a lot worse. Meltzer is a trusted figure in the community, and he was – and I've been, you know, I've, I, I've been guilty of that here and there. Um, a trusted, you know, member of the community, and, and he put shit out behind a paywall that 
clearly Punk did not find to be truthful. So I feel like the community is partially to blame for this particular situation, but I, I'm not excusing Punk's behavior, not excusing, you know, possibly Jericho's behavior and, and, and Tony Khan's behavior and all this, which I find to be the most damning of everything because he really hasn't done much of anything. He could have, he could have deaded this back in August, you know, when all of this was going down, and he didn't. And he just let shit fly. And there's no, you know, there's no fear of repercussions in that company from what it seems like. But let me let me, let me run this by you. Is it easier to dictate what CM Punk does and says or to dictate what every last single new wrestling news media outlet says? Well, it's easier to, to dictate what CM Punk says. So maybe TK and CM Punk just needs to let Meltzer and Sap and JD and everyone else just say what they need to say and you go do your job accordingly no matter what the media says, regardless of what the media says. There's no I in team, but there is one in Indeed, and that's the hiring platform that you need to build yours. When you're hiring, you need Indeed. Instead of spending hours on multiple job sites searching for candidates with the right skills, Indeed's a powerful hiring platform that can help you do it all. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy because Indeed does the hard work for you. They show you the candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your description immediately after you post so you can hire faster. Join more than 3 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. Start hiring now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash sports. Offer good for a limited time. Claim your $75 credit now at Indeed.com slash sports. That's Indeed.com slash sports. And support the show by saying that you heard it on this podcast. Indeed.com slash sports. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Well, sometimes things get taken out of context and then, you know, the wrestler thinks that, well, the wrestlers think that the journalists or the content creators are slandering them in some disrespectful way. You're the professional, man. I know. You're the professional and professional wrestler. Yes. I'm not saying say it must feel good to have people talk shit about it. Don't get me wrong, man. I get it. I get it. But Meltzer only has pull and weight because you give it to him. What Melter tweets and says only matters because you managed to come out of your hole, write a 45-page Instagram post and delete it, and now get making Melter's words even bigger than what they were. Just ignore it. And then it seems like he's just sitting there pissing in the wind, talking to himself. Who gives a shit what Melter says if you're TK, if you're Moxley, or if you're CM Punk? You talk to the people you need to talk to. And if Dave Meltzer is not one of those people, then let Meltzer say what he wants to say. Meltzer is not the one being looked at as the guy who's fucking up his last run right now. That's Punk. Has he fucked up the run? Is this it? I don't know, man. I mean, that's that's well, yet uh, to be seen. Uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, the only thing that really concerns me is what, what the discussions are between Tony Khan and, and CM Punk. Because Tony Khan's exactly. going to be the only one. Tony Khan is the only one that's going to make a decision. It's not going to be fucking Moxley. It's not going to exactly. be Jericho. It's not going to be Brian. It's Tony Khan. It's not going to be the elites. They're not going to have any say in anything. Ego. It's Tony Khan who's going to bring back Punk, yes or no. And that's it. That's all I care about. That's exactly. all I care about. So, 
So if you so if TK and Punk sat down and spoke, which we know they have because they, they it hasn't have. been reported, they they absolutely have, and they have, and then they separate from that talk. Okay, good, we're on the same page. Shake hands, boom, take off, and then Melter says something, and then Punk goes in this tirade. I'm Tony Khan. I'm calling Punk back. What the fuck did you do that for? Because Melter did this. I don't give a fuck what Melter did. What did we just talk about? I don't care what Melter said. It's the problem. Who gives a shit? What Melter said. You're CM fucking punk and he's not. They report on everything you do, even your tweet and deletes. So just let them follow you and wonder until you, you know, no one knows that you're stupid until you open your mouth. True. Just said nothing and went on about the, 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 the fixing of the situation that he's been going through over the last almost a year now. Talk to Kenny, you know, talk to TK, fix this, plant, play this, uh, uh, plant the seeds, try to get your return done. But then Melter says something. Not all that shit's derailed. You let no, you're, Melter you're, dictate your fucking career you're, for you? Is that what we're saying here? You're, you're right. You're right. Punk, Punk should have absolutely looked at the situation and, and listened to Dave and what he had to say or read what Dave had to put behind the Observer paywall. And, and what he should have did is, and I said this on, on my show on Sunday, everybody needs to be a fucking decent, good human being here. I'm not saying that they all have to get along. But Jesus fucking Christ, I mean, if you, were, if you really want to get back at everybody, you know, apologize, make good, do business. You'll make Meltzer look like a fucking idiot for all the it's shit that he's talked. That's it. If, if, if they all, dude, if they all came together and they did business and, and this was like the biggest fucking storyline in the history of the company, you know, they'd make Meltzer and his reporting look like shit. Nobody would fucking listen to Meltzer anymore. Nobody. That, that, would, be my, that would be my motivation. Just ignore him. Just fucking ignore him. And let every other little troll that runs around and listens to everything he says, just make sure that what he reports turns out to be straight bullshit. You don't have to address it. What Meltzer said is not debunked or wrong just because Punk said so. Punk's word is just because Punk said so means nothing. That just means he disagrees with Dave. How about you let your actions prove that Dave was wrong? Yes. Period. Yes. And then he'll sit there and look like the fucking idiot. You don't have to address him. You don't have to be in the media scrum bringing him up, like everything. So what is his goal? Is this goal, is this goal to scare journalists into saying and only doing things that he likes? Otherwise, he's going to put them on blast? Who, Punk? Punk. I don't know. You can't control what the media says. You just can't. Know. You that's might whole, not like it, but you can't control it. That's a whole nother fucking can of worms, bro. We know how fucking soft the pro wrestler is. You know, I mean, their just, egos are just. Dude, stop giving these guys power. They have nothing if you ignore them. They have nothing. If if I went on Twitter right now and wrote a, a, a big page article about, about how Punk uh, walked out and quit and has no deal right now, what would it mean to the wrestling community? It would mean jack shit. Jack exactly. shit. Exactly. And that's what it would mean if Melter did it, if people just fucking ignored him. You know, what's, what's that guy, Ringside News? The guy gets drunk and Steve starts Carrier, fucking rambling. Yeah. Yeah. Homophobic and just fucking racist, racist bullshit. Yep, yep. 
and people stop paying him attention, right? Mm-hmm. Just stop paying Melter attention if he's so fucking wrong. You give him all of this fucking power. You give it to him by sitting there and acknowledging everything he does. Just ignore it. If the Sound. fans want to listen to it, that's on them, bro. Sounds familiar. <laughs> that's on them, bro. If TK didn't tweet it. I got people fucking clipping me out of context on the daily, bro. Holy shit. Yeah. If you don't like what I have to say, don't fucking watch, really. <laughs> don't fucking don't, listen. I don't understand you people. You know, but you clip my shit. You get my shit yeah. out there. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. You don't have, dude, you don't have to like anything Meltzer says. So if you don't, just ignore him. And, and his words will mean nothing, man. They really, they really yeah, won't. Listen, it's it's a it's a solid, solid, solid point, man. I haven't really, I, I've listened to a lot of people's opinions on it. I, I don't think I, I I've heard uh, anybody really attack it from that angle. So this is why I wanted to talk about it because it's a big deal. You know, we're not going to talk about it no more. But I will say, uh, Jim Ross did say that Punk is good for AEW business, and he's confident that he'll be able to work with AEW again. And he says, I'm one of those guys who believes he will be back. I think AEW needs Punk because of his star power, and he brings with him the controversy creates creates cash narrative, and he's certainly controversial. I'm a big fan of Phil's. You know, that's right. that's a pretty powerful, that's a pretty powerful fucking voice there, man. And Jim Ross saying that. So you know, shit like that, I mean, that's gotta make Punk feel good. Uh, that's gotta make uh and how, how how respected is Jim Ross in that fucking locker room, bro? Very. I mean, he's probably at the fuck near the top of the list, you know. Very, you know. So I just, I just, you know, at the same time, you know, Jr. is, um, so he is uh, he is up there in age. And I don't know if he's coming from the you know, the old school mentality of just suck it up and deal with it, yeah, type deal. But sometimes mental health is real, man. And if you don't want to work with someone in your locker room who is mentally taxing on USC and punk can be and all this fucking antics. Maybe that could be a deal breaker for some people. Yeah. For some people. And that might be something that Jim Ross might not be thinking about, you know, because when my contract is up and I've now have the option, the legitimate option of going to a bigger platform in WWE, I'm not going over there and saying, well, Hey, I know the grass is greener. No, I'm going to go over there saying, well, I'm, I understand it could be drama there too, but at the same time, I know I don't like this drama here. Yeah. And this guy is running roughshod with his political BS and everybody. Dude, Tony Tony is over there walking on eggshells to keep CM Punk happy in that fucking locker room. And no one likes that, man. Yeah. No one fucking likes to deal with that shit. Punk is only... Ha- the locker room is happy when Punk is happy. Should that be right? The locker room is happy when Punk is happy? No, that's the opposite way of... Uh, of so if Punk is not happy, then all this shit starts, right? Yeah. So keep Punk happy. That's the goal. I don't want to bring somebody back, but I got to keep him happy. If not, my locker room's in disarray. Well, this is the reason why we wanted to attack this. Uh, I, I've given my say on this from Sunday's show into Tuesday's extra that I did on the whole uh, community blowing Moxley's quote and, and taking it out of context. I mean, the fucking community is sickening. You know, they ran with that one fucking 30-second clip that they had. And I'm like, holy shit, you guys are fucking ridiculous, man. But I guess, I guess yeah. you know, the clickbait works, but whatever it is. Um, so I'm glad we attacked that. And uh, we're actually going to get on to the show now uh, because there was a lot that happened on the show that I want to talk about. Jungle Boy had a little decent match here with Matt Hardy tonight, bro. I was uh, actually surprised at how uh, good the match was uh, for how long it went. And the crowd in St. Louis was very hot for both Jungle Boy and... 
and Matt Hardy. Um, and we got an appearance by Hook here. Hook came out and he started a brawl outside with uh, Matt Hardy and Ethan Page. Hardy tried to hold Hook, ducked, and Page clocked Hardy accidentally. Uh, Jack Perry then took out Hardy with a dive back inside. They tried a side effect for a third time. Matt was going for the side effect, but uh, Jungle Boy countered with a flatliner, charging forearm to the back of the head, and that was enough to get the victory over Matt Hardy. I thought both guys looked good. Uh, Jungle Boy has been uh, uber-impressive uh, since uh, the Christian Cage, uh, even before that, uh, since the Christian Cage match, he's, been, he's just been on point with everything. His in-ring work has been stellar. His promo work has gotten so much better. And uh, right at the end of the match, Jesse, is when things really, really broke down, uh, and it was really the whole uh, moment of the opening segment. MJF's music walks uh, hits, and he walks out, and... He's out there. Crowd is telling him, shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up before he even says anything. Uh, he said, uh, how about no? So he turned to Jungle Boy and said, uh, I didn't really appreciate you interrupting my bar mitzvah two weeks ago. Uh, he said one thing really stood out to him. He took issue with Jungle Boy saying that he had it easy just so... Uh, you know, just so that you guys know, Jungle Boy said that uh, MJF kind of waltzed his way up to the top of the card. Um, he turned back to Jack Perry after acknowledging the fans and said, you know what, he, he's right. Jungle Boy's right. Said he barely wrestles and barely breaks a sweat and then obliterates the losers in the crowd and then takes a Learjet back home to the most magical place in the world known as Long Island. Uh, they will be in uh, Long Island next week for AEW Dynamite. So uh, it's going to be MJF Day next Wednesday. He said they'll be going there next week. He plugged tickets. He said Jungle Boy's career, meanwhile, has been kind of mid. He said he scratched and clawed his way up the ladder with one standout match after another, leaving blood, sweat, and tears in the ring for the fans. He says he's never heard these fans thank him. So the fans obviously thanked Jungle Boy, saying, thank you, Jack. Thank you, Jack. MJF told the fans it was too little, too late, losers. He says he hasn't been rewarded with much TV time. He says he has a right to be pissed, but not at him or the fans. He says he should be pissed at himself. Because after the match at Double or Nothing in 2020, they stole the show. They went to war in 90-degree weather in Jacksonville, Florida, to prove that they were the future. MJ says he walked to the back and he felt like he just met his equal in the ring for the first time ever. MJF said for the first time he met a man in the ring whom he respected. He says he sought him out backstage and shook his hand. He asked Perry if he remembers what he said. So Jungle Boy uh, is standing in the corner. He asked, he asked for a microphone. MJF told him he had all the skills and all the potential in the world, but nice guys always finish last. He said MJF told him to ditch his friends and not care about anybody but himself, says Jungle Boy. MJF says, I did tell you that. MJF then went on to say, you know, you know, he went out to go hang out with Dino Douche, Marco Stunted Growth, and Christian Cage. Good fall, by the way. Uh, great call there with Christian Cage. He said all those guys had held him back. He said his new friend Hook won't be any different. He says he could have listened to him and followed him to the top of the mountain. And he said it could have been the MJF show and the Jack Perry show, but instead he had to be the good guy for the fans. These people, really? MJF then said the fans might chant his name, but 
where he has been a good guy, you know, where has it gotten you? He says he's now the best pro wrestler in the world, holding the grandest prize of them all, and Jack Perry is still just Jungle Boy. Jungle Boy then said if it were up to him, I'm going to be honest with you, a long time ago he thought that maybe somehow, some way they could be friends. He said in a lot of ways he wishes he was more like MJF. MJF was pleased to hear this. I wish I could talk like you do, Max. I wish I had the confidence that you have. I wish that I didn't care about anybody but myself. I wish I didn't care about anybody anybody but myself, and I wish I didn't care about lying and backstabbing people to get what I want. I wish I didn't care about being the most selfish, narcissistic piece of shit in this entire company. Fans then chanted, piece of shit, piece of shit. (laughs) Perry said, that's not him. So if that takes, you know, him to the top of the mountain, so be it. He said he'll do it his way, and when he beats him and becomes AEW World Champion, at least he won't wake up alone every day and hate the person he sees in the mirror. So now we start getting into the live rounds because uh, Jungle Boy wanted to throw that. He wakes up alone. Obviously, that was a dig at MJF's fiance, you know, breaking off their uh, their engagement. So MJF paced around, and he said, yeah, that was really good. That was really good, man. He said the fans should give him a round of applause for that. When It only took you four years to learn how to cut a promo. He says they could, they could have been friends and partners, but in fact, he has turned out to be a massive disappointment. You're weak, Jack. Weak of the body, mind, soul, and heart. You know, I stopped your hot-ass girlfriend, Anna Jay, in the back, and, you know, I, I talked to her, and she told me that you're weak beneath, be, be, between the knees as well. So, obviously, this is where the brawl got started, and that's, the, that's basically what ended this. And uh, they he were called sitting, her. He called her a hot piece of ass. Yeah, hot piece of ass. Yeah. Um, MJF obviously was. Uh, no, he's not wrong. Um, <laughs> MJF and Jungle Boy were separated, and MJF was yelling, "I'm still the world champion. I'm still the world champion." Um, this, you know, we talk highly about Jungle Boy here, bro. You know, we, you know, he he did great in that little uh, roundtable discussion with the four pillars in the ring at the same time. And he's cut great promos against Christian Cage, man. This may have been uh, the most focused I think I've seen Jungle Boy, most direct I've seen Jungle Boy. MJF obviously brought that out of him. I feel like MJF is, you know, a guy that works wonders, man. He always pulls something out of somebody when he cuts a promo like that on whoever he's in the ring with. I like the fact that they got a little personal there, jab for jab. It always helps the situation. This was a tremendous segment, man. This this really brought me back to this is what AEW is about, just like that four pillar segment with the bar mitzvah. This is what AEW is all about, man. This is this is their homegrown right here, and, and the fact that they had a tremendous promo back and forth here. This this is the future. I love it. Yeah, yeah, and I don't think uh, um, Maxwell's homecoming next week is going to go as well as he hopes it is. No. I mean, no. I feel like all three of the other pillars are going to come at his ass, man. Yeah. It's amazing. You know, I, this is, I feel like this is going to be a thing now. MJF, you know, came out unsuspected to uh, cut a promo on Jungle Boy. Uh, Look I don't, at that pop he gets, man. I know. I know. When, his, when that opening fucking rung of the theme music goes off, it's like people man. go, people just erupt. Uh, it, in whichever it, it, way. It, it, it erupts into cheers of yeah. like everyone's so happy that he's here. Yeah. And then quickly turns into booze. That's when they can boo this guy. Yeah. It's the it's the perfect heel reaction. Perfect. 
You know, MJF, MJF is actually, you know, he obviously, you know, when he says he's the, he says he's the best pro wrestler in the world. I don't know if I would call him the best pro wrestler in the world. He's definitely top five right now. Easy. But if we're going to include overall package, listen, if it's one of those situations where if you told me that he's number, I'm not going to argue with you because he's, he's got, he's got everything you want. But as far as where he is right now, bro, and you and I know how great he is, and everybody knows how great he is, and everybody speaks so highly of him. This is where he's really going to show his value, bro, because if if they are going to do what I, I, I think that they're going to do, he brought out Jack Perry tonight in this promo. Yeah. He's going to do the same thing, or at least should do the same thing with Sammy, and he should do the same thing with Darby. I want to see if they follow through the same way that they would Jungle Boy with those two other guys. I want to see what MJF pulls out of them and and, kind of riles them up and how he riles them up. Because if that's the case, bro, we're going to see the best we've seen of Sammy and we're going to see the best of Darby that we've seen of Darby. And it's going to really show how much more valuable MJF really is on top of how valuable he is right now. Yeah, it's 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 actually it's pretty simple. It's quite simple what MJF is doing out there. Because when he goes out there and he starts spitting that heat at you on the microphone, he gives any character on the roster, any babyface character, he gives anyone a reason to jump out of their babyface, you know, happy gimmick to jump into just straight fire mode. Yeah. So if if let's 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 say for instance Willow Nightingale, she smiles and is the happiest wrestler on the roster, as what I can think of right now. If MJF went out there and started cutting a promo on her for like five minutes, he could turn that happy-go-looking, smiling gimmick into a raging, fighting beast, a side of her we would have never seen before because he is so good at bringing just just, just straight negativity to someone else he's facing on the microphone. So yeah. he, get, he gives them that door because otherwise you can look at someone and say, okay, he's upset, but why are you raging so like this? You know what I'm saying? Like, there's no reason to be this angry. MJF gives everyone a reason to be that angry. Yeah. And um, I, I want to say, just in closing here for this for this segment, it, it really made me feel that I wanted to see a singles match between these two. We, we, we may eventually get that somewhere down the line. Now, I don't know if it's going to be something that we're going to see going into double or nothing. But this was good enough to build a Jack Perry MJF one-on-one fucking title match. If he does this with the, the rest of them, I mean, yeah. how big is this match going to feel if, if what we got tonight with these two is going to happen with the other two? And, and you put all four of these guys together. I mean, what what a fucking main event. I mean, it's a it's a brilliant main event. It, it's it's something that is ready to happen, and I'm here for it. Yeah, yeah, me too. It, it, it's going to be... I think, we, like I said, when we saw that this was probably the match we were getting, I was all like, why not do them one at a time? And I think we said because it's probably not believable. It's not very believable that we're going to think that Jungle Boy in a one-on-one feud is possibly going to beat MJF. But yep. in a fatal four-way, but, you know, all three of them against him, it's a little bit more believable. Yeah. But now as we do that, like you said, now I want to see these guys one-on-one. So maybe we find out who gets protected in that fatal four-way, you know, who yeah. eats that pin. That's going to be a good question. Yep. Very good question. Uh, Alex Marvez was backstage with Don Callis, and he was chatting with Kenny Omega, who was uh, getting warmed up for his match against Jeff Cobb. Callis said a lot of people are talking about what happened between him and Hangman Page last week. 
He asked Omega why he assumed his so-called friend Hangman Page attacked him last week when all that actually happened was that he slipped. He asked what that says about his friendship with him. Omega says he pushed you before, Don. Callus said he just had the greatest match in Dynamite history last week with Vikingo and is about to do it again. So he's going to apologize to Hangman so Omega can focus on Jeff Cobb. He said he'll make everything right. Omega shook his head. And uh, he thought Callus was a goofball for wanting to go apologize to Hangman Page. So more little uh, more little teases here, a little dissension there in the ranks between Don Callis and Kenny Omega. Don Callis is definitely up to something. There's certainly something going on with Don Callis. He's going to be the catalyst to swing the momentum to the Blackpool Combat Club or the elite in this situation for sure. So did they, so did they kind of address the, you know, Kenny saw the video later and Hangman didn't actually attack him? No, actually, they, they did not. They did not even mention that. I, I know I mentioned it last week now that you bring it up. I mean, all Kenny has to do is go back and watch the fucking tape. <laughs> Look at the I fucking mean, video. You see not, what Don did. Yeah, because it's not like he said, well, why'd you get all mad when you... Because he said, why'd you get all mad when you thought Hangman attacked me? Yeah. Because he, because, he, because he attacked you before. You know, So I think that was kind of their way of saying, like, you thought he attacked me. Yeah. But then again, if you look at that, Don said he attacked me. Don said, oh, he he fucking hit me. Yeah. So now when he found out that he didn't, why isn't Kenny more upset at Don Callis? There's, there's still that logic gap right there. Now maybe that comes up in uh, a skit or a promo somewhere. I don't know. They should yeah. definitely uh, call that out. So we got that happening. We move on to the acclaimed and Billy Gunn. They were hanging out with uh, Daddy Magic, Matt Menard. You guys know Matt Menard, Daddy Magic. Where's my... Uh... Do you want to know what makes Daddy Magic's nipples hard? You know it. You know it. So they're together, and uh, Angela Parker's there as well. They're at a St. Louis uh, blues game, local restaurant, riding... A merry-go-round. They're all, they're all having a great time around St. Louis. Parker then asked if they're in or out. Anthony Bowen said they'll tell them next week. When Parker and Menard were left alone, Parker said they had fun, but they hope it's worth it. So uh, I didn't mind the seg. I, I didn't. I didn't <laughs> mind. I didn't mind the segment, but you know they don't give a shit about their tag titles anymore. They just said fuck it. Clearly, they're uh, they're having a, a night out on the town with Daddy Magic. I mean. Which is great, brother. Tag team titles are a night on the town with Daddy Magic. The ass boys are parading around with their fucking titles, and they're out hanging with fucking 2.0 over here. Now, clearly, we know they have no interest in the acclaimed. This is all a ruse or a setup or a troll. So, I don't know, man. You know, the acclaimed, (laughs) bro, the acclaimed were up here, and now the acclaimed are, I don't know where the fuck they are. Just like that. I mean, they're, they're gone. They're, 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 I wouldn't say they're done, but they, they they fell off the face of the fucking earth. Baby face fucking disease in AEW. I don't know. Damn, dude. No Damn. more scissor me daddy ass. What happened, man? That was fucking uh, taking over. They were they were on fire, man. They had the crowds on fire. They were hype. These guys came out. The music hit. They were tag champs. Everybody loved the acclaim. They lost to the ass boys. It's all good. Watch the acclaim. Get their shit back at the pay-per-view. No. Okay. Maybe they'll start getting them back. No, no, no. We're hanging out with Daddy fucking Magic watching his nipples. Bro, what 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 happened to everybody that came out of that tag team title feud, man? The acclaimed are fucking 
uh, doing shit like this. Keith Lee and Swerve are not even on TV, man. Grandpa Lee is on Dark, bro, and he's teaming with um, Dustin, who is literally a grandfather right now. I, I don't get it. Congratulations to Dustin and his daughter. Congratulations to Dustin. We love Dustin. Um, I, I don't get it, man. You know, shit like that's going to drive Keith Lee uh, back to WWE when his contract's up. Yeah. Same thing yeah. with Wardlow. Shit creative, man. Not going to be uh, something that flies with these guys. Nobody, Zach Ryder even fucking, or, or Matt Cardona, rather. He may, he may actually be on the Raw after Mania from the rumors I'm reading. Uh, he said, bro, he said not signing with AEW was a blessing in disguise. I wonder why. The Triple H offer you a contract? He said, if I was working AEW, bro, I'd be on dark. He would. 100%. I, is he wrong? No. No. But, but, I, but I will say this. I will admit this. From the word go, my stance would have been Matt Cardona would be better served in WWE. That, oh, that yeah, was, yeah, 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 for sure. That was always the best best place for him to land uh, as opposed to AEW. Not that he's not good enough. It's just that he has way more value in WWE. Yes. Way more. Yes, absolutely. So I, I, I do uh, agree with him there for sure. But, yeah. I, I mean, I mean AEW, it's just AEW uh, showing you that there's, you know, too much talent, not enough room. Uh, a feud like Lee and Swerve that, that, that's basically been abandoned uh, not on TV. Gone. I don't know, man. Gone. Sucks. Gone. I don't. I mean, swerve. I don't know what to say. I mean, where's Hit Row in WWE? Uh, uh, never mind them. No. Uh, uh, another thing, you know. Now, now that we got Jericho, I'm going to mention this now uh, before I forget. Jericho clearly is going to be starting a feud with Adam Cole. Uh, from what we gathered at the end of the night on Dynamite. Uh, where does that leave the House of Black? Because the House of Black now, they won the, t- the trio championship from the Elite. The Elite are feuding with the Blackpool Combat Club. Jericho's feuding with Adam Cole, presumably, uh, from what we saw at the end of this show. Wh- where are they going to be now, bro? Uh, do we, do we Black, have any do we have any plans for the House of Black, TK? House of Black should have a plethora of opponents coming up. They should be lining up. They should be lining up the best friends with Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy does not need that goddamn title. All right, let's just start there. There's 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 a plethora of opponents for I mean we, we still have um the Death Triangle all over again with how Death Triangle versus House of Black. There's a bunch of people they can have lined up for House of Black if they just set it up. I don't want to just throw them in the ring, give these guys a story and let them start building it. There's so much stuff they could be doing with these guys. All right, man, I'm worried. I'm worried about oh, oh, these no, guys. Don't get me wrong, you should be worried. Yes. Absolutely. You should be worried because they're not going to do it the right way. No, they're not. But you shouldn't have to be. There should be plenty of things. The Elite and Kenny should have things to do in the tag division and in the singles division. Like I said before, I think the trios division is something that could be like a mid-card tag division, quote-unquote. The Dark Order could easily be something for the House of Black to do because the Dark Order needs to be built back up. And I think a few of the House of Black is a good way to start doing that. Especially when Stu Grayson back, man. Yeah. Dark Order will be a fantastic opponent for the House of Black. I, I, I would love to see that, man. Me too. I mean, that's just easy. You know, Miro, there was a report that Miro, the reason why Miro's not on TV, people still still asking about Miro is because he didn't want to lose a battle royal to Adam Page. He didn't like that creative pitch. So I yeah. mentioned on Sunday, I don't know if, you, if you've seen Jesse, he was okay with Vince McMahon making him into a cuck. <laughs> and, have, and having Lana in the same bed with Bobby Lashley. He was okay with that, though. 
We all know that Lana fucking enjoyed that BBC, man. The same, the same BBC that Hangman was talking about tonight. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you see, he called. You see, he called him the BBC. Did he really? <laughs> yeah, he listen, did. Listen, man, I didn't even fucking pick that up, man. I oh, made, the, I've, did. I've yeah, made that did. mistake. Listen, man, it's an easy mistake to make. You and know, then if you listen, somebody was laughing in the background. Of <laughs> Maybe he did it on purpose. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that was really good. The almighty BBC. But God, yeah, man. Yeah, I mean, you could, they pretty much all but said that Rusev had to sit there and watch Lana get dicked down by Bobby Lashley, man, which was so This guy cool. was a fucking cuck, bro. They had, a, was... they had a marriage to Lana with Bobby Lashley, jumped out of a cake, did Miro. So... I mean, holy shit, man. You'd rather Why be a you... cuck than fucking put over Adam Page in a battle royal, which I'm sure would have been great. You know? Why would you do this to this man? First off, why why are you sitting there den- uh, turning down storylines with AEW? But flip it. Second of all, why are you burying this guy because he turned down one creative pitch? The fans want to see him. Get I don't think that's the reason, team. dude. That, that's the, CJ said something about, oh, we're just going to end up back in WWE anyway. <laughs> what? She what? To, to, to be a part of more cucking? I mean, CJ. you know who's over there. CJ, Melissa Santos, they got their fucking men buried in AEW. They did. It's the they reason did. why he's off TV. Yep. But they're in Bulgaria vacationing. Good good, yep. good, good luck. God bless. God, dude. Uh, Dalton Castle and the boys, before you uh, jump on TK for uh, incorporating Ring of Honor bullshit on this show uh, against the Blackpool Combat Club or the BBC, like Adam Page <laughs> so eloquently put tonight, uh, one minute. Claudio Moxley and Yuta attacked them before the bell. Absolutely destroyed these guys. Claudio with a uh, sit-out powerbomb was enough for the win here as they destroyed them around ringside. One minute. Uh, I could have, I told Jesse, I could have watched this for another five minutes. Easy. Yep. Good. Good. They, 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 no one wants to see the ROH stuff on TV, much less Dalton Castle and his boy toys. But the way that they were presented and they were beat down by the Blackpool Combat Club, great. Do it again next week. You know, just it made it made the combat club look that much stronger and that much better, hey. which is which is what we want. So. Listen, this was in and out. Love it. Yep. Uh, Omega and Vikingo, they had a uh, little uh, video package there, kind of leading into the next segment with Omega. He was standing in the, standing in front of a New Japan sponsor backdrop, telling Jeff Cobb to follow him to America to try and take the IWGP United States title. Then a soundbite aired with Cobb telling him that he's coming to St. Louis. So there is a story behind this match. And obviously, you guys know the United Empire and Will Ospreay and the Omega saga. So there is a uh, built-in feud here. So, you know, coming out of that, we go into Jeff Cobb and Kenny Omega of the IWGP United States Championship. But before that, Adam Page, uh, Marvez, interviewed Adam Page and asked him for an update on the Young Bucks Hangman says they've been better. He said Nick has a separated shoulder, which I believe is a storyline. I don't think Nick is injured. The only thing that's being reported is Matt has a partial bicep tear, which he did mention here in this promo. Marvez asked who did it. Hangman asked, are you kidding, Marvez? I mean, it was obviously the uh, BBC. It was the Blackpool Combat Club. Uh, Callis walked in. Hangman asked who the hell invited him. Callis said he slipped last week and he apologized for the misunderstanding. He says he wouldn't want to get in between him and Omega. Hangman asked if it was for real. Suddenly, Mox, Yuta, and Claudio attacked Hangman. 
Callus offered a handshake to Mox. Moxley just fucking blasted him in the face with a right hand. And it was reported that Don Callis was legitimately injured in this uh, segment because when he went down uh, after the Moxley punch, uh, he came up busted open. So PW Insiders reporting that Don Callis was legitimately injured during this segment when he struck his head while going down after the punch to Moxley. He was legitimately busted open. So uh, hopefully uh, Don Callis is uh, good and well there. Uh, and hopefully nothing serious comes out of that. But um, listen, man, Blackpool Combat Club running uh, running shit like the fucking Shield used to do on WWE TV, man. I love to see it. Love it, man. They, they mean, they do what they want, when they want, to whom they want. And that's the vibe I'm getting. So if, th- if that's the case, then that's going to give the opportunity for another babyface group you know, or faction to go up against these guys and someone's got to take them down. That's that's the good part about this, man. They are so fucking dominant. They look so strong that they're going to have to build a babyface team to look better than these guys to take them down. And I yeah. can't wait to see what they come up with for this one. Omega and Jeff Cobb for the IWGP United States Championship. This was just a good old-fashioned classic wrestling match. Jeff Cobb is so underrated. He may look... You know, ordinary to you guys, he may look a little boring. You know, he's not the he's not the quintessential. Oh my God, he's the megastar type of look that you may think about. But man, Jeff Cobb can fucking wrestle, man. He is great. Uh, Omega and Cobb work really good together. Cobb looks strong in defeat in this one. He showed his power early. Um, definitely a different match compared to Vikingo last week. Cobb was sent to the floor. Omega hit his Terminator dive. Uh, Kotaro Crusher. He tried for a body slam. Cobb collapsed on top of him because Cobb is much bigger than Omega. Running brain buster by Cobb. He was in control, targeting the ribs of Kenny Omega after last week. So Omega tried to come back, and he tried to uh, go for the you can't escape. He buckled, and Cobb hit a spinning back suplex. Cobb tried a huge release German suplex. And Omega landed on his feet, charged with a uh, Polish hammer. So backslide into a running knee strike, got Omega a two count. Omega then went for the V trigger, but Cobb hit a standing drop kick. Omega then uh, got out of a sticky situation in a fireman's carry. Multiple snap dragons. Cobb popped up, lariat, both guys are down. So they struggle to get to their feet. Both guys get back to a vertical base, throwing forearms, chops. Cobb hit an uppercut. Attacking the ribs again. Cobb set up Omega in the corner with a rising headbutt. Big delayed vertical suplex off the top rope. So we got a standing moonsault here. And Cobb with the standing moonsault. Not Omega. Cobb with the standing moonsault. Only got a one. and uh, Or near fall, rather. Not a one. He went for a V-trigger. Then he tried for the one-winged angel. And then he went for his finish, the tour of the islands. So he didn't he didn't hit the one winged angel. And then he tried to go for the tour of the islands as finishing move. But Omega countered, big ripcord knee, followed by a V trigger. Omega then got Cobb up for his one winged angel, and that was enough for the victory over Jeff Cobb to retain the IWGP United States title. Post match, Moxley, Castagnoli, and Yuta surrounded ringside like fucking sharks. And they were about to attack Omega, but Brian Danielson hit the ring. And he told the Blackpool Combat Club to back off. What are you guys doing? This is not us. So Danielson offered to help Omega back up. 
Omega then ran to the opposite side of the ring where Danielson was standing, and he went to go attack the Blackpool Combat Club. Now, why would you do that if Brian's in the ring? You kind of know that Brian is aligned with these guys still, kind of. But Brian set up for the Busaiko knee, and Omega turned around, and he ate a fucking beautiful Busaiko knee. Uh, Brian then applied the label lock. Everybody else took out the security that was trying to break this shit up. Danielson had a big smile on his face, and Omega was left laying in the middle of the ring thanks to this attack by the Blackpool Combat Club. Bro, I don't know where we're going with this, going into double or nothing, but if we get Brian versus Omega for the IWGP United States title at double or nothing, man, take my fucking money. Man. Take my money. We're getting round two, bro. Give it to me. Man, I don't know where this is going, but soon as Brian came, soon as his music hit, and somehow I don't know how the announcers didn't know Brian's music. They like, there was no video package. It was just the music. And they were like, what? Who is this? I'm like, it's Brian's music. What the fuck do you mean who is this? So he's coming out. I'm like, oh, Brian's going to turn heel. He's going to turn heel. There's no way Brian's going to come out and then side with him. No, he's going to turn heel. And then so he turned his back to him like, oh, yes, here we go. Here we go. I think I text you. Uh, I think I just jizzed a little bit, bro. Yeah, I that mean. That was fucking awesome, man. Listen, man, Brian has stated in interviews that he likes being a heel more. And, you know, after having this match with MJF, where he obviously had to be the baby face to MJF's heel, um, what else, honestly, what else was there for him to do as a baby face? You know, so if we're going back to Brian being a heel and aligning himself with the Blackpool Combat Club, man, I'm not going to fucking complain. Because Brian's heel work, you know, even when he teased it in AEW, he, he was he was tremendous. I mean, it wasn't as good as what he did in WWE as the Planet's Champion. The Planet's Champion. Man, that shit was fucking great. Oh, man. He came out with the hemp title. That was so I mean, good. <laughs> he was so fucking good. What a dick, man. Oh, that was so good. If this gives us Omega versus Brian, Babyface versus Heel, and we're off and running with Omega's uh, singles run here, man. I mean, I don't know why you wouldn't revisit Brian and Omega at, at the pay-per-view. I mean, Tony Khan's got a lot of shit that he could do here, man. That's fucking exciting. He's He has to visit this. Yeah. You know, I, Brian, I don't know if Brian has mentioned that he wants the IWGP United States Championship. I don't know why he wouldn't. Uh, it's not a title he's ever held. Why not? Man. Give him whatever he wants and make it a planet's belt. <laughs> yeah, really? The, turn the, the new Japan US title into a hip belt. And the crowd, you know, the crowd didn't really want this either. They cheered when he picked up Omega off the ground and then they booed uh, when the Blackpool Combat Club stood uh, as a foursome in, in the ring standing above Omega. So this was, uh, this was great. Great heel heat. Uh, this was so a beautiful good. turn, even though it was very telegraphed, and you kind of see you kind of seen it coming out there the he way Brian was, was walking around. It up. And the crowd was, just, was like, "Oh no, yeah. no, stop!" So I don't know, man. There's a lot again, you know, for for the geeks out there that want to complain that oh, it's Tony Khan booked another match with a nobody from New Japan. Uh, th- this plays into what we got a great match. You got pro wrestling tonight, and then you got a storyline where the Blackpool Combat Club and the Elite continue their feud. Brian turned heel. He's now aligned himself back with the Blackpool Combat Club. Plus, you got the story in the match with the United Empire, who is still feuding with Omega for the United States Championship in New Japan. This is going to lead to Osprey getting his title back. I mean, there's multiple things going on here. So, you know, for everybody that says that this did not serve a purpose, Tony Khan didn't book this match as, uh, as a nothing match. He didn't throw a fucking dart 
in his office and it landed on Jeff Cobb out of uh, four, four or five other random guys. This was made with purpose. If you don't see that, you're not watching the show weekly, man. Go watch something else. Pay, pay closer attention, man. Stop looking at, now there's the match. I'm going to look at just the match and nothing else. Yeah. There's so much going on around it. Now you got to look at last week's uh, match with Kenny. You got to factor that in, the story around that and the story around this one. And let's see where they go from here. This is all great. And like you keep saying, Forbidden Door 2 is coming up, yes. man. This is this stuff is all the buildup. We're looking at the build to Forbidden Door right here in front of us. Oh, well, Forbidden Door is always a show where there's no build. This it's is just, a build. It's just a show for marks. What are these people looking at? This there's is a story here from January. From before that on Twitter. God. God almighty, man. People are so dumb. Oh, no. This is going to be good. Gonna be good. Give me Omega and Brian at double or nothing. TK, you heard me, bro. Man. The guns. Austin Gunn with his brother backstage said FTR are truly one of the great tag teams of their generation. He said it's sad that it took them 19 years to get there. Colton then said they busted their asses for those titles. Now they are holding the AEW Tag Team Championships as champions. Austin criticized FTR for taking time off to bitch and moan and politic for a title shot. He told FTR that they used to be their heroes, but when they met them, now they hate them and don't respect them. Colton said next week they battle in a titles versus career match, and it will be top guys out. I don't know, man. Um, I'm still going with FTR to win next week, man. I I don't think that they jump ship. No, and... I'll tell you when FTR was re-signed. FTR was re-signed when the Acclaim lost those damn tag titles. Yes. And that's why the Gun Club has them, so that they can lose them to FTR. And and correct me if I'm wrong, I know I had mentioned this as a possibility as to why we didn't get the one-on-one match with the Acclaim, or the the two-on-two match, I should say, with the Acclaim and the Guns, why they, they didn't specifically just focus on that. Because realistically, coming out of that match where they lost the titles, the Acclaimed, it should have resulted in a rematch at the pay-per-view or Revolution. We didn't get that. We got a four-way, which was, like Jesse said, kind of biding time. TK knew that the Acclaim weren't going to win the titles back. TK knew the Gun Club were going to retain the titles. In that point, he probably re-signed FTR. And the Guns, who had a feud coming into that match with FTR before the Acclaimed, is going to be the team that drops the titles back to FTR because it closes up that storyline there. So I, I do think that they are back. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, they, they, they are. And I, I don't know why the gun club had to be interjected here. If you wanted to put the titles on F, if you look, I don't know why you have to put the titles on FTR right away. If it was a part of the deal, maybe, I don't know. That doesn't seem like FTR's in the way, but whatever. But if the, if you just had to put the titles on them, I don't understand why we just couldn't get a good build of the acclaim versus FTR. I think it would have been great for the uh, for the acclaim's career to put on a fantastic wrestling match, babyface versus babyface against FTR. Yeah. Or maybe we get that at some point. I mean, if FTR is going to win the tag team titles and they're going to build that or rebuild, it should be a rebuilding of the division because the division's in <sighs> fucking shambles right now. Maybe we end up getting back to that point. You know? Maybe we get the acclaim versus FTR somewhere down the line for the tag team championships. It just makes no But the guns, man, guns are looking good, man. I'm a, I'm a big fan. I wasn't a big fan of the guns. I found them to be kind of annoying and, and just not really generating the type of heat that I would want from, you know, guys like that. 
But, uh, man, they're, they're really coming along. They're definitely a little bit more seasoned and a little bit more polished. They're, they're understanding a little bit uh, more of who they are and how they want to be presented on TV, man. I've, I've loved their work for the last, uh, I would say, most of 2023 since they kind of turned that corner and, and won the tag team titles. I think they've been fantastic. I think they've been great. And you know what? What I would have done to maybe reward them for their, for their work, not put the titles on them right away. Yeah. If this is the way you're going to do it. Yeah. But I would have built that match with FTR versus the Acclaim. Let it be a fantastic 20, 25-minute match and let uh, let FTR win and the Acclaim lose due to interference from the fucking gun club. And then started gun club and the Acclaim after FTR wins. Yeah, it, it, it kind of sucks that they, you know, are going to be labeled as transitional champions, possibly. You know, they're, they're young enough where they're going to overcome this, and it's just going to be, you know, a little bump on the road. They're so young that they'll be two, three, four-time tag team champions by the end of their AEW run. But uh, yeah, giving them the titles to just take them off to put them on FTR doesn't really, doesn't really spell out to me that Tony Khan is looking at the future of, of AEW to rebuild a, a division, you know? Here's the shitty part. When you say transitional champions, I don't know if you're talking about the Gun Club or the Acclaim because they were both just treated as transitional champions. Basically. So oh, oh, the Gun Club more so than the Acclaim, but th- they could probably be put in the same sentence. It's, it's messed up, man. Yeah. I, think it's, I think the Acclaim deserved a bona fide title run. This is the first title win. They've done such good work, man. They started off on dark, man. They started yeah. off on dark. And they got themselves straight up over. I mean, they 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 were just as over as the Young Bucks at one point, the acclaim were. And their title run just gone. Yeah. What they do? Who they even defend against? I don't even remember. That that's the problem. I don't even remember. The best Nothing friends? of note in their no. title run. No. Nothing. They're like the Charlotte Flair of the tag division right now. Oh, please. I'll mention her name in my presence. Uh, Butcher and Blade, they're out there. Butcher's wrestling Orange Cassidy for the International Love. Championship. Butcher look good? Love Butcher and Blade. Love Butcher looks fucking great, man. Love him. Looks good out there. Um, I, I would love to know. You know, you know, I'm on the, I'm on the Ring of Honor uh, media call on Thursday tomorrow with uh, with Tony Khan and a bunch of other uh, <laughs> journalists. Um, oh. You know, uh, maybe I should ask Tony Khan. I'm legitimately wondering, bro, why the international title is more like a TV title than the, than the TNT title. That's exactly what it is. Orange Cast is on fucking TV every week defending this shit, and Will Hobbs barely got a fucking 15-second promo tonight. I, w- I was going to say, you know, give Hobbs a minute. He just got it. But at the same time, they should be moving with Hobbs right away. He should have been on TV right away. Bro, it's been, when, when did he win that title? Two weeks ago? few weeks ago yeah has he three weeks ago two weeks ago three weeks ago what has he done nothing he should be on tv right away reiterating that he is the fucking owner of that title he's gonna run rough shot and everything even if he doesn't have a match man he needs to be it needs to be made abundantly clear that it is not gonna be another bullshit tnt title run that he's gonna be the Right now, so far that's what it is so let but let's see but let's see how it comes out i want hobbs to say I need Will Hobbs to succeed as a TNT champion. We need someone to hold that goddamn title down. No one has done it since Miro. 
I don't, I don't really, uh, I don't really get the lack of fucking care for the TNT. When did the TNT title become a, a throwaway garbage title? When Orange Cassidy get that title, because now that title has gotten Tony Khan's focus. Yes, because Orange Cassidy is a favor of Tony Khan's. Bingo. Can't be booking like that, man. Nope. Can't be booking t- championship. I mean, Will Hobbs is is a fucking beast. Like, what are we doing? You know, there was a rumor going around that Wardlow may be jumping ship when his contract comes to an end in, in AEW, jumping ship to WWE. This is obviously reported by uh, uh, Ringside News, which is not the most credible uh, of sources. Uh, well, then. then but, uh, then. I mean, I, I don't know how far off that fucking report really is because we've talked about that for months. I don't know why. I mean, Wardlow's been treated so well here. I mean, it's, it's, I mean <laughs> Tony Khan has given him the fucking palace and the keys to the kingdom, man. I mean, what is that not like that with, with Wardlow? You know? So fucking ridiculous, man. Wardlow, by the way, has a drink on my uh, drink menu in my mother's basement. Wardlow does? Yeah. Does Hobbs does love? Uh, Hobbs does not. No. But Wardlow does. Wardlow does, yeah. Okay. Good oh, shit. Yeah. Doesn't, that doesn't mean we don't like Will Hobbs here. We love Will Hobbs. Powerhouse Hobbs. I'm not going to your mother's basement. TK dressed as Orange Cassidy for Halloween. Why am I not surprised by that? I mean, did Orange Cassidy dress as TK following? I mean, is anybody going to ask that question? Why is the international championship more like the TV title that the TNT title is supposed to be? Should I ask that question? Is that a legitimate question? No one asked why the trio's titles were more important than the tag titles when the elite were holding on to them. Maybe I should ask them about that, too. Are we going to do anything to remedy the tag team division? Because it's certainly not the same way that that we remember back two, two years ago. I think it was him. I think it was TK that said a while back that he didn't want any title to be above any other. He wanted them to all be equal. Maybe he needs to reevaluate that. I think that I think the titles need a hierarchy. They really, really do. Because right now they mean nothing. Nothing should be more important than MJF's title. After that, nothing should be worth more than Hobbs' title. You know, after that, then Orange Cassidy. Then the tag division. Then the trios division. I mean, no, I guess the women in there somewhere when you start booking the women correctly. I mean, but. And before you know it, we're going to get women's tag team titles. Oh, and they're going to be uh, nothing and meaningless. Please. please, no. I left the women off that list because TK has left the women off his list. I mean, that, what what happened to the women's division? I'm so sick right. of women coming out with spraying people with spray paint. I don't know what to do. I don't know. Orange Cassidy wins in eight minutes over the butcher. It was a good use of the butcher being, you know, he was running single and, and not in a tag team with uh, with Blade. But Orange Cassidy's on TV every fucking week, man. I feel like uh, it's losing its luster, you know? The gimmick has lost its luster, to be honest with you. I, I, I think Orange Cassidy's tremendous, but, yeah. you know, I got questions about these fucking titles and why they're so, uh, so worthless to me. I don't know. Jay Cargill, speaking of worthless... TBS hey, title. Hey, 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 hey. TBS title. I didn't mean Jade. Or maybe I did. I don't know. Come on. Video package here with Jade Cargill talking about Taya Valkyrie. Smart Mark Sterling. He threatened the lawsuit that Valkyrie uses the Jaded to win her match on Friday's Rampage. And uh, they will uh, sue her if she does. Jade said she is the goddess of AEW. This is the level of storytelling, man. This is riveting television. 
I gotta admit, I'm, I'm I don't enjoy the lawsuits over wrestling moves angle that they do quite often. You no. know, I think that's kind of ridiculous. Oh, well, that's his thing. Yeah, he uh, he trademarked uh, scissoring, and now he's uh, suing Ty Valkyrie for a move that she probably owned before Jade Cargill even decided she wanted to be a, a professional wrestler. Yeah, I don't know about this. I don't know. Is Ty going to win the title from from Jade? <laughs> People were people were legitimately asking me this question. Uh, no, the answer is no. No, she's fifty four. And if and she 0. does, it 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 helps no one. She's fifty three and one. Okay, I thought she was gonna say Ty was fifty three years old. Like, why wow, she's that old? No, she's not that old. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say that. I swear I did. Listen, man. Uh, listen, we're we're doing big business in the gym, man. We're working towards that pull up. Okay. That that one pull up. That one pull up. We're working towards it, man. I'm already squatting 225. We're working towards the pull up. And you better you better fucking believe, man. I got the tweet already saved up, man. I'm gonna quote tweet the tweet from October 30th, and I'm gonna fucking put a, a video in it of me doing a pull up. Two, in fact. <laughs> Two. And oh. I'm gonna at Jake Carr again. Listen, on it. You actually do a pull up. Here, here you go. Yeah, what, what happened now? You're just gonna tell you to go back to your mother's basement. You're like, don't worry, don't worry, we got it, we got it Friday, man. You can come on down. Come I on, did that. Ruby Soho. Actually, no, I'm sorry. Listen, I, I can't, I can't skip. Juice Robinson, bro, rock, oh. rock hard. Juice rock Robinson was on the show. I mean, bro, I'm. St- this is an unsolved mystery. I still don't know what Juice does to to call himself rock hard. I don't get it. I don't know, man. It's 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 fucking. I've Can been someone on tell my me, rock please? I've been I've been working on my rock hard. Rock hard. He's rock hard, pal. Then I've been working on my. Sounds like a Vince McMahon thing. Uh, Juice Robinson was talking about facing Action Andretti, who's gotten zero. Has he gotten action on on Dark, bro? Has he been on Dark? Action Andretti. I have not watched Dark this week yet. Oh, I'm watching tomorrow. I don't blame you. Talking about Action Andretti on Rampage. He says he has tunnel vision for Ricky Starks right now, but he'll be making an, ex- an example out of him to send to Starks, a message to Starks. Great. I don't know. Great. Maybe Starks will get his message. Man, and listen, man, if this is, if this is uh, potentially trying to draw and lure Jay White into AEW, I don't think this is going to work. You know, Russell uh, Russellvote said that uh, Triple H is uh, fairly confident that Jay White's going to end up signing with WWE. No, no one, no one is gonna lure or tempt or score Jay White at this point. Jay White already knows where he's going and why he's going there. All right, I mean, there, there is not—he's not sitting around going, "Hmm, I don't know." He knows where he's going. Of course, we don't—we don't know where he's going yet. But he's not on the fence. He knows he's going with his fucking friends, or he wants to go to the he E may, and become a star. He may show—he may show up at WrestleMania. We don't know. Just might. He may be the reason why Cody loses against Roman. We don't know. I think the easy choice for Jay White is AEW. And I think him going to the E is him taking a chance on himself. I really do. Which, by all accounts, he should because he's fucking great. Yeah, well, it'll be his second try. He already went there once and failed, man. We'll see. Maybe he does. I don't think he failed. They just failed to use him correctly. But maybe, maybe he wants to prove to himself. You know, or maybe he wants to say, fuck you guys. You didn't want me when I was, you know, not anything, but now you want, you know, so. Okay, we'll see. Who knows, man? Ruby Soho, she was out there with uh, Tony Time. 
Could be Tony time. Any time of the day. Seven days a week. Soraya. It's looking good nowadays, man. Yeah. She always looked good. What are you talking about? Okay. Willow Nightingale was out there against Ruby Soho. Um, uh, listen, man, it, it's tough for me to get into this because I, I just, I, I don't care about who Willow is. Uh, uh, Ruby Soho is fine, but man, this whole storyline has fallen flat. You know, we talked about this, you know, at the end of the match after Soho got uh, the legs on the ropes for added leverage as she cheated to win here. Um, we got the outcasts attacking. Aubrey saw with, nothing. She looks she, she, so yeah, th- th- This, this she didn't see. That, everything else she sees. Everything else she sees comes running our ass from the back. She, how come no one ran from the back to come save? I mean, come on, man. Outcasts attacked Willow. Ruby pulled out a chair, and they were about to pilmanize uh, the leg of Willow. Riho and Sky Blue, who uh, could also be a part of, uh, can be a part of Tony Time seven days a week, by the way. I'm just throwing that out there. Uh, ran out for the save, but they were quickly overwhelmed. Soho was about to spray Riho with uh, spray paint, but Jamie, you want Riho seven days a week? No, no. Sky Blue can be a part of can be a part of Tony time seven days a week, not Riho. I don't want it to be Riho time. <laughs> Riho time? No, okay. no. Maybe somebody else wants Riho time, but not me. What? Um, what? Who? What? No. What? I don't know. You say Kenny? Okay. Go ahead. I, I didn't say nothing. Uh, Jamie Hader ran out there for the save. Uh, she gave uh, Soho a nasty backbreaker. Soraya and Storm fled the ring. Hader helped Riho to her feet. Riho signaled she wants the AW Championship, the Women's Championship. And uh, in seven days, next week on Dynamite, she'll be getting a championship match against Jamie Hader. Um, Hader looked fierce out there. Good for her. Uh, she looked great. She was about to take Tony's uh, head off with a clothesline that missed. But... Um, I don't know where this is going, man. Week after week after week, Riho comes out with that lead pipe, and she's looking to attack, man, three weeks in a row. Now, what the fuck's going on here? Has yeah, there been any what. advancements in this storyline outside of Riho running down to the ring with a steel pipe with oh, Willow and Sky Blue? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Did I see Sheeta back, back in the States? I saw her on a plane on Twitter. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I don't know if she I mean, do we even need her here anymore? I don't think so. I would gladly insert Sheeta over Riho, yes. I uh yeah, yes, I would I would take Sheeta over Riho uh any day of the week, but yes. Uh, I mean, where we have we progressed anything here? No. No. I, and I still want to know where Serena Deep and Mercedes Martinez is too. I don't know. I don't think more I... importantly, Serena Deep. More importantly, Britt Baker, man, still uh, still going at Thunder Rosa with Slam Wrestling now. Interview with Slam Wrestling. She says, I stand by everything I said about Rosa because I still have the same questions. You are traveling all over the place for other projects, but you're not coming to work when you are the champion. I have that question. I want to know why. I'm just asking that question because I'm very passionate and protective of AEW. Anyone could call me a bully, but I stand by that, and I question that she still hasn't answered this to this day. People like Adam Cole would have killed to be able to come to work, but he cannot travel. It's not like he can he can and was going in and doing a signing or a convention or a seminar. They're not coming to work, but he hasn't been able to leave the house. End quote. No, I think, I, I think this is all for access because she yes. can get that answer from her boss. Yes. Easily. Yes. So. Uh, this was uh, definitely, uh, I, I believe this was Britt Baker in character for access. That's the first uh, vibe I got there, too. Because really, why are you still asking these questions? 
I mean, clearly Thunder Rosa is on the show, the Access show, and clearly Britt Baker and Adam Cole are two major stars of the show. So you know whatever happened between Rosa and Britt Baker is going to be documented on the show. So they're just playing up the show. Yeah. Simple. Um, moving on. We got Adam Cole, baby, versus Daniel Garcia in the main event. And before that, Excalibur plugged Rampage on Friday. So you guys know what's to come on Rampage. Guevara will go one-on-one with Kanosuke Takeshita. That may be something to look out for there. Malachi yeah. Black and Brody King versus Best Friends. There you go. Ty Valkyrie versus uh, The Problem. Marina Shafir. She's still there. Now, she is still some... empl- She's still employed, bro. That's, that's a surprise to me, man. I, w- I want to put this out there. For, for those of you, we got you know, a little under 2K here. About 1,900 of you guys here. We come here all the time and we shit on Marina Shafir because she has been that bad. Me, myself. But for the very small percentage of you in this chat that has heard me recently say before this Moxley interview came out that Marina Shafir is showing signs of improvement. I've said it on my channel. I said it on my dark reviews. I actually said before, it was about two weeks before this um, this reveal that Moxie's been helping her and training with her and working with her. I said, look, I'm not ready to sit here and say that she's ready for the, you know, the main event, but I call it like I see it, man. And same thing with Britt Baker. And when she first started and she was bad, I called her bad. Hi, Brittany. And when I saw significant improvement, I was the first one on here saying, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm done with that Britt Baker hate. She is improving. She's improving. I'm saying the same thing here about Rian Shafir. She still has a long way to go in the, in the charisma department, but her in-ring work has gotten significantly better. It has. <coughs> oh, man. Oh. Where are we in the show, bro? Are we, uh, are we, uh, are we uh, Adam Cole and Daniel Garcia yet? What do you think? I don't know, man. You, you, you mentioned Marina, and then I drifted off into Dreamland. Be a professional here. What? Who? Be Me, a professional? professional, man. Come on, man. Do your job. Do my job of what? We did a great. We've done a great job so far. Hi, Britt. How you doing, honey? How you doing? What do um, you think of Marina Shafir's improvements? I don't know because I don't watch Dark. Maybe you should have paid attention instead of sleeping while I was talking. I don't watch Dark, bro. Who watches Dark? Did you hear what I just said? I didn't hear a fucking word. It's okay. You talked you, you talk to my loyal subscribers, bro. That's all that matters, man. As long as they're entertained by you, man. That's all, that's all that matters. Okay. She's getting better, bro. Really? How has the crowd reactions been? I said what I said, man. Like I said, she's not ready for a main event. She has a long way to go, but her in-ring work has improved. No. I've I, I said it. In-ring that action. Mean, the in-ring action of Marie Shafir is approved, man. I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep an eye out on that. It doesn't mean she's popping the crowd and coming out to, you know, like stone cold. But like I said, man, the girl is improving. She's working at it. She is. I'll take your word on that, man. I'll tell you, listen, I trust you, bro. We'll, okay. we'll, we'll figure it out. I'll, 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 go, uh, I'll go watch some Marina sometime in the future, man. We'll, we'll worry about that. Uh, I'm, not even saying, I'm not even saying, hey, bro, you got to go see it. I'm just letting you know 
that there is improvement. She is getting better in the ring. I'm not saying it's something to go behold and witness. I'm just saying I've seen people week after week after week not get a bit better at all. And I'm telling you right now, Marina Shafir has gotten better in the ring. Okay. She has. Adam Cole. What did you think of Adam Cole's performance that I made? Did he miss a beat? I don't think he missed a beat at all. Looked pretty damn good out there against Daniel Garcia. He did, man. Like he was happy to be back. Yep. Um, like he was, you know, taking it easy and taking it slow in spots, you know, as he should. I think they were playing up the concussion angle a little bit too much. Yeah, you know? I don't think Adam Cole should be pile-drived by twice. Daniel Garcia twice. <laughs> I mean. They were the safest pile-drivers I've ever seen. Yeah. But still, you know, this that's chill with the... And I, I don't get this whole segment. This whole thing was made for... This whole main event segment was just for access, it looks like. So it certainly looked like uh, Garcia was in control. Obviously, they played up the uh, head... Issues of Adam Cole here with some pile drivers. They kept teasing the head injury. Referee was checking on him. Garcia blocked the super kick into an open-handed slap. They both traded uh, big boots. Garcia hit a big German suplex. Garcia then signaled for a super kick, but ran into one from Adam Cole. Instead, Cole missed the boom as Garcia landed in uh, anvil elbows. He got his uh, leg super kicked out. Cole missed the Panama Sunrise. Garcia countered with the Dragon Tamer. Cole then got the ropes. Garcia opted to pose and kind of flaunt. Garcia trapped both of Cole's arms in another pile driver. Cole kicked out. Garcia charged into a super kick. Cole hit a Panama Sunrise, followed by the boom, and that was it. Post-match, Britt Baker came out. And she came to the ring and kissed Adam Cole as streamers fell from the ceiling of the arena. Chris so, Jericho's music plays. That? I don't know. What is that? Chris Jericho's music. Katie Power walked to the ring. He helped Garcia. And he was glancing back at Cole not once but twice. And uh, that was the way the show went off the air. It was a big final plug for all access following Dynamite tonight on TBS. Um, I don't mind that. I'm glad Adam Cole is back. I missed him dearly. He's one of the best uh, in the world. Clearly, hopefully they got a plan for him back on television. Hopefully he can stay healthy so that we see that plan play out. But um, how are you feeling about a Cole versus Jericho feud going into double or nothing, bro? You think that could be uh, fruitful? No, no, I hate it. That's stupid. Don't do that. No, don't do that. Bro, you put Adam Cole and Chris Jericho in a match. Who's going to complain? Oh, no, I'm not. Who? 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 No one's going to complain about it. No. That's going to be fucking great, man. That's going to be great. Um, like I said, I don't know. It, it, feel, it, it feels so weird with this Adam Cole return. Like, I don't, like, we get the... Propping circumstance here, here. We got the streamers falling, Britt Baker coming out. Dude, did did Cole just win the world title from NJF or something? What the fuck just happened here tonight? Well, you know, Tony Khan's over the top, bro. You know, that's exactly what he does. He's just happy to have... Listen, I'd be happy to have Adam Cole back as well because that's that's a huge missing piece to your, uh, to your roster. How many people have come back from injury? Did they get streamers when they did? I hope Randy Orton gets streamers when he comes back. What? Oh, why do... What? 
why are we looking at streamers and shit, man? I don't know. I mean, what the hell is going on? It, it just is Miro gonna get streamers when he comes back? You know, right? When Statlander come back, I better see some goddamn streamers. Better I mean, be like what? the Fourth of fucking July out there. I'm, I'm telling you, like, I, I think this was overdone. I think this was overdone. I understand. Maybe, maybe it, maybe it's because we don't know firsthand the severity of how much, how close we came to maybe not seeing Adam Cole wrestle again. I, I, I hear that was an extreme possibility, and thank God that did not come to you know fruition. But at the same time, he had a match against Daniel Garcia. He won, and we got streamers and Britt Baker's coming out. I mean, dude, why? I don't know. You know, why? Save that shit for when he wins gold. Which may be in his future, man. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. TNT title may be in the future. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, international title being that the TNT title seemingly looks like it's cursed. Dude, what are they going to do when he wins a world title? What, what Bro, the fuck? Cole, you just Cole, Cole got that Lex Luger 1993 Detroit SummerSlam fucking Dude, uh, right. celebration. For winning a match. Winning a Daniel match. Garcia. He didn't win the world title, man. He beat Yoko. <laughs> he beat Yoko Suda, but he didn't win the world title. Hey, let's celebrate. What did he do here? Relax, guy. He's in the main event. We got streamers. We got his dentist coming out here. Dude, what the fuck is going on? I don't know. What is going on? I don't know. That this? was a little bit overkill. Just a little bit overkill. We'd love to see the guy back. No one wants him back more than us. But come on, I, th- I think we I think we're going over the top for this one. Listen, man, I appreciate you guys joining me tonight on what was a very fun AEW Dynamite post. Very good show tonight by AEW. We got a lot of things to be excited about. Oh wait, before you get into the super chat, you see this little memo we get under uh, one winged will will. Yes, one winged will will is uh, donating fifty dollars in super chat. It is actually his first super chat. I like I that. I like that, man. Yeah. One winged will will. What the fuck are you drinking, brother? And he's a member. There we go. First time super chat should get shout outs. Man. There you go. I love it. I love it. Says he's drinking an ice-cold cola. Been following you since November 2018. The funniest, realest, coolest in the IWC. Love you, man. Who do you think takes the belt off MJF in 2024? Adam Cole may be the guy, bro. Adam Cole could be the guy. Adam Cole could be the guy. I mean, the guy got fucking streamers and his dentist when he just beat Daniel Garcia. Yeah. I can't wait to see who he beats next week. What are they going to do then? Fly jets over the fucking arena like at the fucking Super Bowl or something? I don't know. We're going to get fucking... Parachute jumpers. Anyway, guys, I appreciate you hanging out tonight. Uh, please, if you don't mind, I would love if you hit that thumbs up. We got 618 likes, man. I'd love to get as close to 1,000 likes as possible. If you guys can do that. Super Chats are open. Get them on in. It's last call. Memberships are open as well. Friday will be members only from my mother's basement and the grand opening. So make sure you guys get them on in if you want to be a part of the chat. If not, you're lost. And make sure you guys go check out all the other content on the channel. Everything you need is on the homepage. There's an extra from yesterday, Raw from Monday, the post show. Sunday, we did uh, OTS Live. Uh, Tomorrow, I will be live at 5 p.m. for the uh, next installment of the podcast because uh, there will be no live show on Sunday because it is WrestleMania night two. So it's going to be a busy week, but that's what's coming up, guys. So please hit that thumbs up and hit that subscribe button. We just hit 143,000. 
last night. I appreciate you guys very much. Onwards and upwards towards 150 is the goal. And let's get into the Super Chats. Joseph Taylor with a five. JD, Jesse. I'm sorry, Jesse. One second. I hear you, I hear you stealing my gimmick, man. You doing a watch along? Uh, for the first time, yes. First and only yeah. time. I'm doing one for NXT. Gimmick infringement, man. No. I could right, be I could be gimmick infringing on Issa, too, because she does the same thing. Ah, well, look. Issa is in Los Angeles. Yes. So, um, I'm going to do some WrestleMania live watch along, man. There you go. Join me. I'll post something on it. There you go. Sounds good. Yes, I'm only doing Stand and Deliver because I I don't want to do a podcast right after Stand and Deliver and then get ready for dinner and take a right. nap and rest up for WrestleMania and then do the post show for WrestleMania. I just it, it, and let me bang it out, hang out with you guys, have a couple of beers and just chill. So right. that's what we're doing. Uh, Joseph Taylor with a five. JD Jesse, two things. Edge versus Finn Balor inside Hell in a Cell will steal a show at WrestleMania. Could very well happen. And uh, the first memory you have watching wrestling as a kid. I get this one. Hulk Hogan versus King Kong Bundy, Saturday Night Live. Yep. Probably Macho Man dropping the elbow on Ted DiBiase at WrestleMania 4. Ooh, no. I don't know. I don't. So I don't know which one was first. I don't know if it was Hogan and Bundy or uh, Macho Man dropping the bell on Ricky Steamboat's neck and, and, and just killing his trachea. Yeah. Either one of those would suffice. Yeah. Undertaker. 18 and 0. He's an 18 month member. Just learned Jay White is the grandson of Bushwhacker Luke. Wow. Uh, really? Life is strange. Hope all is well with you and keep on rocking. OTS for life. Undertaker, you've blown my mind with that fucking factoid here. You said Jay White's father? Jay White is the grandson of Bushwhacker Luke. Grandson. Interesting. That is crazy. I did not know that. Let's see. Um, ooh, New Zealand. Yeah. Huh. Go figure. Look at that. Wow. Interesting. Okay. Jonathan Spaulding becomes a new member. I'll see you in my mother's basement on Friday, brother. Thank you so much. Lord J. Coyle with a $2 Super Chat. Will you be watching the Stand and Deliver pre-show? No, I will not, but I know uh, who just announced that she will be a part of it, so it gives me every reason not to watch it. Oh, my God. One-winged angel, a one-winged will-will with a new membership. Thank you, brother. Becomes a member tonight and then donates 50, man. We love one-winged will-will. The fuck are you drinking tonight, man? Michelle Moran with a $2 super chat. BCC looking better and better than ever. Go, Brian. Do you think the heel BCC goes after MJF down the road? No. We don't need to do that. MJF needs to do his own thing. Lord J. Coyle with a $5 super chat. Is Callus bleeding a hint at him joining BCC, or did I read too much into that? You definitely read too much into that, bro. That was not supposed to happen. Tony Brown with a $4.99. A Tony Soraya sandwich. Yes, that uh, that seems very appetizing, bro. <laughs> uh, I think Soraya's already done the sandwich. Okay. Right. Never mind. Uh, ben Richardson with a $5 sandwich at the Blackpool Combat Club has got to be the most dangerous group in all of wrestling, bar none. 
I don't know, man. Are we taking them over the bloodline? I don't know. Probably more dangerous. I mean, could be. It could, it could be more dangerous, man. Yeah. Joseph Taylor with a five-dollar super chat. JD Jesse last week was seven years since my mom passed away. I miss her every single day. She was the best mom I could ever ask for. Thoughts and prayers with you, Joseph. Sorry about that, brother. Uh, also, Joseph, with a five-dollar super chat. JD Jesse, before AJ Styles retires, if he comes to AEW, the five opponents you would like to see AJ Styles face in AEW. Uh, Kenny Omega, number one. Adam Cole. Adam Cole, number two. Uh, I'd love to see AJ versus Darby. Yeah. Uh, I'd love to see AJ versus... What else we got? Um, Konosuke, yes. Brian? Brian? I mean, Brian's an easy one. Uh, Matt, the PW fan with three months. Thank you, brother. For anyone who may not know, JD is now streaming Resident Evil 4 on a new streaming platform named Kick. Had a blast last night. It felt like old times. Yeah, last night was fun, man. Uh, I should have went to bed an hour earlier because I woke up feeling like shit this morning, but... Um, yeah, it was a fun time, man. If you guys want to go follow me on Kick, I'm gonna put that link in the description of all my videos from now on. I think I'll be streaming over there as long as it's uh, as long as it's around. You should have put a notification out on YouTube. I didn't even know. I didn't even know about it. Yeah, yeah, I didn't do that. Um, Miles Marable with a 4.99. What's the name of the song from the beginning of the stream? Uh, tonight's stream was the Long Road by. Andy James. Also, what would you do if your Twitter beef with AEW roster gets mentioned on All Access? It won't. Nobody gives a fuck about what I have to say. Uh, JP5150, $10 Super Chat. BCC is the most violent faction in AEW. Brian joining Mox, Claudio, and Yuta was awesome. Also, Brian telling Kenny he's everything that is wrong with pro wrestling was funny. Pour me some Casa Dragones. It's going to be Brian versus Omega at Double or Nothing, bro. Kind of fitting for the name, too. Double or nothing. It'll be the second time they meet in AEW. Love it. Hollywood Guy with a $5 Super Chat. Hey, JD, you should catch Conan's podcast. They talk shit about you, and some comments are harsh. I don't give a fuck, bro. You give a I don't give a shit, bro. It's when you know you've made it, man. They're talking about us. Bro, They're I talking about it. him. We're not talking about them. I, I pull more viewers than, the pod, than that podcast. I don't care. We got a good thing going on here. What the fuck I got to give a shit about Conan for? Or Disco uh, Inferno. Or Disco Inferno. Disco Inferno. I mean, who cares? Five star with a $5, pod, uh, $5 uh, super chat. No message. Thank you, five star. Uh, Gary with a $5 super chat. Hi, JD. This is my first super chat to you. Thank you, Gary. I want to say you're the realest, most honest, most down to the guy in the IWC. So much respect to you. I appreciate that, man. Thank you. Jason Barker with a 20. What's your opinion on the Alexa Bliss fan clubs out there and people who think Alicia Fox is a legend? I think they are both garbage. Uh, bro, I, in the Hall of Fame. I, I don't care, bro. Uh, I mean, I, listen, I appreciate you, Jason, for the 20 bomb. I do. Uh, I'm not a fan of Alexa Bliss. This is very much known. Uh, I think she works as if she doesn't want to be there, and Alicia Fox is not a legend. I mean, the fact that you use the term legend with Alicia Fox in the same sentence, I mean, you must be either dumb or delusional. Or both. 
Stacy Keebler is gonna be a Hall of Fame. I mean, listen, bro. Stacy Keebler's in the Hall of Fame. I could, you could be in the Hall of Fame. What the? Bro, I ran, I ran down her resume, bro. I, I, I looked at her resume, man. She, she's been a valet, and she, the, the, the most notable thing she did was wrestle in bra and panty matches, bro. The most notable thing about Stacy Keebler are her legs. Yes, and the fact she that she dated George Clooney. That's it. That's she it. has a complete like surfboard body, but she has fantastic legs. But that gets you in the Hall of Fame. Hey, listen. You know, uh, I, I, I wonder how those people are thinking, man. Stacey Cuba's in the Hall of Fame, but we can't get China in the Hall of Fame. As a solo, no. As a solo act, yeah. Nope. Five star with a five dollar super chat. Thank you, brother. What's up, JD and Jesse? I would love to see CM Punk on Renee Pockett's sessions. He was. Before mm-hmm. all this happened. I, 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 I blanked out. Who? On the, CM on Punk? The... Oh, yeah. No, he was there. He was on there. It's a good listen, too. DX for life with a $5 super chat. Feels like AW's going back to multiple stories all happening at once and making sense. Omega, even though he isn't AW champ, is the MVP right now. Omega is looking very... The presentation of Omega is looking very good. For sure. Yes. And a baby face Kenny Omega is going to be groomed for MJF. Yes. Easily. All day long. Now that's going to be something interesting. Yeah. Who wins... It's an interesting question. I mean, imagine imagine what MJF is going to do and say when he beats Omega, bro. He's already calling himself the best pro wrestler in the world. How many people already think Omega is the best pro wrestler in the world? Can you imagine that? Yeah. So if if they if they make it happen too fast, I'm going to call it right away that you know MJF is going to win. But if they give it a while and this and if they put it off for a while and MJF has had a long run and then we get Kenny and MJF, I don't know. I don't know. Three Kings with a 999. Been watching some of All Access. I have some concerns that it seems like certain people get their air, get to air their grievances with other wrestlers to the world in a one-sided way. It's still too early, so we'll see. I haven't watched it, man. I'll watch it tomorrow. No, but I, I said this once before. They were filming for this when Brawl Out happened. Yeah. So that footage... Ball intents and purposes should physically exist somewhere. Now, yeah. could they bury it? Sure. But it probably exists somewhere, man. And with a 499 Super Chat, Adam Cole said he got two concussions in a three week span on all access. Maybe Punk wasn't lying about the AEW medical team. Well, I mean, what, what, what is what would what would the AW medical team have to do with that? If Adam Cole cleared percu- concussion protocol for the first concussion and got a second concussion, how is that? How is that the AEW medical team's fault? That's not I mean, Adam Cole's fault either. It shit happens. When you guys watch the show and then chime in with super chats on the show we haven't watched yet, it's kind of hard to comment on it. Yeah. We haven't seen the show yet. Yeah. Drew Gilmore with the seven months. Hey, guys, I work at 7.45 a.m., so I'll catch the review tomorrow. You guys rock. Happy seven-month milestone to me. Proud to be an OTS family member. OTS for life. Thank you, buddy. Uh, I'd love to get down to uh, your neck of the woods, man, in Orlando. I miss it down in Florida, man. A.W. Mark with a 4.99. Tanahashi versus Garcia at Ring of Honor this Friday. TK, Ring of Honor, out booking TK AEW. Also, do you like the red, white, and blue ropes? Wish they were live for ROH Friday. Uh, did they just announce Tanahashi versus Garcia for Ring of Honor? Because that wasn't on the match card. 
Yeah, Jesse's looking it up. I don't. I, I didn't realize that that was a match. Um, for those asking, I will not be covering the Ring of Honor show. Oh yeah, there we go, bro. Yeah. Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Daniel Garcia for ROH. Boy, Tony Khan, man. Yeah, for yeah, he's uh, he's a wily motherfucker, man. Yeah, he knows he's going up against SmackDown. He's like, bitch, I'm gonna fucking make you want to watch my show. <laughs> it's taped. It's, it's- Supercard of Honor taped? No, it's live. Live. Okay, good. Yeah, it's got to be live. Good. Yeah, man. I'm gonna I'm gonna bail on SmackDown and watch um, Supercard. I don't know. I gotta take a poll. I don't know what you guys. What do you guys want me to do? SmackDown or Ring of Honor? You gotta do SmackDown, man. That that's your that's your show. I know. I know. That's your content, man. You gotta do your show. Um. Thank you, Drew. Uh. Thank you, AW Mark Joseph the Gamer with a four ninety nine super chat. There is a wrestling YouTuber thinking AW is boring because MJF is champion. I, I don't care. There that are wrestling YouTuber. That wrestling YouTuber is a fucking dummy. There are billions of people on this planet. Turns out there's gonna be different opinions, bro. Not everybody's gonna like MJF. I mean, I mean, and he could be doing his job. He could be working the fuck out. He's a heel. You're not supposed to like him. Yeah. So, I mean, MJF will be just fine. Seize your property with a $50 super jab. Why they just have Cody Rhodes beat Roman for the WWE title and have Roman hold the Universal title for a thousand days because that's the first championship he won and Gunther wins King of the Ring to face Roman at SummerSlam and beat him for the title. It's that simple. Uh, seize. Seizure your property. Um, thank you for the 50. Appreciate your generosity. Um... They're not splitting the titles yet, bro. When 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 whoever beats Roman will be the champion, then they split the championships. Roman is not it. Roman is not losing a champ. I don't know how many times I gotta explain this. Roman is not losing a championship to hold the other championship because when the person beats him for a championship, it, it, Roman's still gonna be a champion. It would devalue the win over Roman. If Roman's gonna lose, yeah. he's gotta lose everything. Yeah. Also, I, I have a I have a comeback to your I've uh, listened to a couple of your reviews when you said that um Cody wasn't ready. Yeah. And that Roman should win. Yeah. I don't I, I'm kinda thinking about it like this. Before Cody came back to WWE and everyone had to question that to ask, you know, who can take down Roman? You know, the answer we always gave was no one. There's no there's no one ready to take those titles off of Roman. And now that we've got Cody here and we see his reactions and the momentum he has, and if he's not the one to do it right now, no one will ever. It, it, it's it's probably a, a now or never situation to get those titles safely off Roman onto someone that is viable enough to beat him. You know what I'm saying? And, 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 and listen, man, I, I agree with you. 100%. And I said this last night, um, or, or Monday, rather. If Cody wins the titles, I am not going to complain. There is positive to come out of that because we get a championship back on Monday Night Raw. They potentially split the titles, and there's two world championships again. And yeah. I feel like with the story of Roman and what's going on with the Usos and the bloodline, there may be a greater story for Roman without the championships than with the championships because of the internal implosion of the bloodline potentially what where's solo gonna go what is jay gonna do is jimmy yeah. gonna you know th- there's more th- there's a huge storyline arc with the bloodline where he doesn't need the championship so it- it's a possibility i understand that but i'm not gonna complain if cody wins at all yeah yeah 
Yeah, it's it's just that yeah, before Cody, there was definitely no one to even consider. No. Now that Col- Cody's here, at the very bare minimum, you can't argue that he is at least someone to now consider. Yes. At the very least, he is definitely someone to, to consider. But if you pass on Cody now and have him win later, it definitely won't mean the same. It won't be as impactful. And no one, absolutely no one in WWE has had this kind of momentum um, going into a match other than Cody. I mean, even with Sammy, we knew Sammy wasn't winning that fucking title. No. We knew that. This is this is the one opponent, the absolute one chance to take the title off of Roman, and no one would be like, this was stupid. You know, it, it should have been someone else. No, no, this 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 will be your guy. And if he loses it here, I don't want to see Cody win it later at SummerSlam or some shit. No, find somebody else now. Yeah, it's gonna be. It's a tough decision to make. I don't want to be. I don't want to be those people. You know, I don't yeah. know. I don't know. You know, listen. With, with Vince back in, in somewhat of charge, you know, I don't know how Ooh. much say he's gonna Cody's have. Fucked. Cody may be <laughs> fucked. You know, and I'm, fucked. I'm being. I'm being real and honest <laughs> with you. Cody may be fucked. <laughs> Can you honestly see Roman Reigns dropping the championship with Vince McMahon in charge, bro? That is his fucking creation. You, you think Vince is going to give up on a thousand days? Bully, right, bully, bully Ray to an AW guy, yeah. You know, to beat Roman. Bully Ray even said, you know, we're we're talking about taking the belts, and I don't I don't agree with Bully Ray at all on really anything. Sometimes I do, but he said we're, we're contemplating taking the guy that we got in Roman Reigns now and taking the belts off of him. The guy that we're comparing in the same breath as Bruno San Martino, as far as title reigns are concerned, we're going to take the belt off him now. Yeah, I mean, it. <laughs> I could see the argument from both ends, bro. I, 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 re- I, I really can see the argument on, on both ends. You know, there's a lot going on for Roman. There's a lot going on for Cody. Yeah. But you know, at the end of it, if Cody wins the championship, I'm fine with it. The only problem I had is that I feel like the story that they told with Cody and Roman doesn't really equate to him. Winning it in some grand fashion, I feel like yeah. I feel like they, I feel like there's just been so much left on the table, and I'm not talking about Cody being stardust and Cody being fucking smoke and mirrors and Cody, you know, being uh, the son of a plumber. Th- 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 those are no. basic shits that you know. Th- there's no. so much left there that they didn't tell, and I feel like it's just it's just weak. So. The, the the story, the overall story, Sami Zayn had the better story yes. to take down Roman and win. Um, we knew that wasn't gonna happen though. But I think I think under Triple H, Cody was winning. I think under Vince, with Vince is now back, uh, it looks like Roman is gonna win. But Cody is that guy that Sammy couldn't be. Cody is the guy on Jimmy Kimball. Cody is the guy on Good Morning America. Yeah, you know, in his fucking in his fucking suit and his in the well pressed and his in the well spoken that that is the WWE guy is Cody. That's not Sammy. So in that regard, Cody can be the next Roman to to go out there and be the figurehead for the company. Yeah, I agree. But with Vince, no, Cody's fucked, dude. The <laughs> bastard. Yeah, I mean he's he's fucking. He, I mean <laughs> he's fucked. This was his chance right here. Again, <laughs> Vince is gonna fuck. The Bastard 97 with a 199. Hi, I enjoy Kickstream and I enjoy WrestleStream. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. Roderick Welsh with a $5 Super Chat. Any chance Jesse will either do Night of WrestleMania review with you this weekend? Outside of curiosity, what do you think of Cage the Elephant? 
I don't even know who the fuck that is, bro. Who is that? KG Elephant. And Jesse will not be doing a review with me. I will be solo. Solo. But join my watch along, man. Jesse's doing a watch along for night one and night two. So join him then. Uh, Gavin Deeth with a $5 super chat. Be rock hard like Juice Robinson with blue juice. Bro, I don't need. I mean, listen, man. If I had someone like Tony, Tony Storm, I don't need blue chew, bro. I mean, come on. Come on now. I mean, that, that's just a natural blue chew right there. Um, Cage the Elephant is a band. I don't know who that is. Tour dates, festivals. But I'll tell you yeah. what, man. I've been loving the uh, new uh, Wolf Van Halen single from his band Mammoth. You should go check it out. Celebration at the end of the world. Awesome tune. Uh, Gavin D, thank you so much, bro. Uh, Jedi Joker with a five dollar super Jedi. JD, are you going over predictions on Friday or are you? Uh, I just I just lost him. Where the fuck did he go? Uh, I'm sorry, bro. Uh, predictions on Friday or are you just reviewing SmackDown? I'll probably just review SmackDown, man. I don't know. I want to do a I want to do a prediction show somewhere, but I don't know where I'm gonna fit it. In. Uh, one one winged will will. Thank you for the fifty again, brother. I appreciate you and thank you so much for the uh, VIP membership, man. Appreciate you. Why don't you tag a previews and predictions at the end of SmackDown review? Maybe. Maybe. Uh, Soma BT becomes a new member. And Alex from Phoenix with a new membership. Thank you, gentlemen. What the fuck are you drinking? I'll see you in my mother's basement on Friday. Uh, Hiru with a five. Tanahashi and Garcia edit to Supercard. Take my money. Seems like a forbidden door match. I know. Underwear Beast with a new membership. Thank you, brother. What are you drinking tonight? And DeBastard97 just became a new member. Thank you, man. Cisco with a $5 super chat. All I want for my birthday is Tony Storm, Jimmy Hader, and Nikita Lyons. Oh, God. And uh, you got the uh, the triple threat right there, bro. Nikita Lyons is gorgeous. I uh, jo- don't know who I would take over Nikita Lyons or Jimmy Hader. I don't know. It's a tough know. one. Uh, Jesse Taylor, five dollars super jack. Conan Disco Inferno was relevant when they were in the NWO. Who? Tone C with a five dollars super jack. Unfortunately, I can't watch Dynamite, but enjoy your guys' review of the show. Do you like Seven Dust? See you in your mother's basement. Stay classy. Yes, I do like Seven Dust. Never seen them live though. Wasn't Seven a creepy pedophile? No, I don't know who that is. Seven. Seven. Oh, Dustin Reynolds. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Was that his gimmick? I think, it, I think he was a creepy pedo. I don't know. Who knows? Outsider kid with a $5 super chat. Love your videos, guys. Trying to cheer up. Had just lost my brother a couple months ago. Crazy thing is Jay Briscoe passed not much long after. I'm sorry to hear that, brother. I know that's probably still fresh in your mind and in your heart, man. Thoughts and prayers out to you, man. Joey Clemenza with a 15 months. No take tonight. Just wanted to say thank you for the best podcast in the IWC. Been listening for 15 months. Plan to be here for 15 more. That's what I love to hear, man. I love that energy. Raging Girl Game with 30 months in the venue. 30 months. I can't believe it's been that long. How you like Kick? Will you stream on it more? Also trying to stay positive. It's been hard as of late. Rage, you're doing an awesome fucking job. Happy to see you in the venue, and Kick is, uh, it reminds me of Twitch, to be honest with you. I had a good time over there. And yes, I will be streaming on there for the next one as well. Did you see Sky Blue's latest Instagram post? Uh, was it with another female? Yeah. Yes, I did. I didn't see enough of what Sky Blue was wearing, which uh, made me sad. Oh. Yeah. 
telling you, man, it could be it could be sky blue. It could be blue time. Sky sky time. Sky Ooh. blue time. Anytime. Heck telling you. Somebody said, I should, somebody said I should shoot my shot, bro. Should I? She's not, she's not dating uh, Mr. Martin anymore. Oh, they broke up? Yeah. This is what Ow. I was told. I don't know. Okay. All right. Yep. In the DMs I go. Yeah. Let me get my divorce papers ready, man. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm out. Edmund Van Buren with a seven months in the venue. Thank you, Edmund. I joined you guys late. Did you guys suggest BCC versus Elite and Blood and Guts? Yes, we did, bro. You know that's where it's going. Anyway, man, um, that's it for us. Any uh, parting words before I uh, get the uh, Mustang all revved up and get the hell out of here? Join me, WrestleMania weekend. Um, I might pick one of the two nights, which if I do, it'll be fucking Sunday night. Yeah. But follow me on Twitter, and I'll keep you guys updated. Oh, yeah, man. Did you see that Nikita Lyons and Tiffany Stratton picture on, on Twitter? Yes, I did. They wasn't showing anything. Uh, I don't, they don't need to show anything, man. We know how hot they are. Yeah, then why do we need a picture? Show us. Shout out to Nikita Lyons, man. We love Nikita Lyons. Nikita. Hopefully she gets back soon. Um, thank you guys very much for our, our great stream tonight. Um, I will be live tomorrow with OTS. I believe it's 472, if I'm not mistaken. I could be off. Tired. But anyway, we'll be live tomorrow. No podcast on Sunday, being that it's WrestleMania weekend. So we'll be going over all the latest news on tomorrow's show. So join me at 5 p.m. Follow me on Twitter, at JD from NY206. We're about to hit 50,000 on Twitter, man. That's a celebration in itself. Thank you for the support. We just hit 143,000 on YouTube. So hit that subscribe button. Again, Twitter as well. Instagram, TikTok, and Cameo. Turn on the bell for notifications. Go check out all the other videos that you might have missed on the channel. Plenty of it. We had the podcast live on Sunday night talking about the punk situation. Monday's Raw review, the go-home show for Raw, which was better than usual. But uh, the this uh, the um, the news about Vince McMahon being at WrestleMania... And being back and creative and people are more terrified than ever before. I mean, I, I, I don't understand why this shit keeps popping up, but we'll talk Jeez, about it tomorrow. Wrong. I'm wrong. I mean, the show does not feel the same compared to, the, to, to, compared to October and, and August and September. Anyway, the fuck do I know? Anyway, guys, uh, I'm about to get out of here. I'll see you guys live tomorrow. Uh, let me see those ace emojis in the chat. Let me see those Mustang emojis in the chat. Let me see those rock on emoji. Not the rock hard. I don't have a rock hard emoji. Rock on emoji in the chat. And let me hear that music on max, guys. I'll see you tomorrow live on OTS. Until then, take care. And I'll see you guys later. I didn't even roll the window down. Now I got to roll the window down. And I got to fucking say goodbye for a second time. And I'll see you guys tomorrow on Thursday, man. I don't know why. I'm fucking done. I'm done. I'm done. Okay? Goodbye.